right, welcome back to the I'm There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. And today, Boy. we are talking about one of my favorite games of all time, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, is officially out. It came out over the past weekend, and I have been off from work. I'm going to be off of work for at least the next week, and I have been playing it nonstop. As some of you guys have saw, I was streaming a lot. Uh, I think I had a 14-hour stream in one of the first two days of the game coming out. <laughs> somebody somebody who was watching my stream at the beginning came back on the 14th hour and was like, holy shit, 14 hours, you're still streaming. I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. But yes. Dude, I've had, I've had a lot of streams like that. Like, I remember just like, bef- I haven't had a chance to stream this one too much because of work and stuff. But yeah. uh, in the past on various games, I remember like I'd start a stream and then 10, 12, 15 hours later, somebody shows up like, yo, I went and I went to bed. I went yeah. to bed, slept a full eight hours, woke up, got ready for work, and you're still streaming. Yeah, that it's it's actually hilarious uh, how much I've played this game already, and it literally just came out. I probably have fifty hours or more in it if I if I really think about it. It's almost been a week because this is actually the anniversary night of it coming out. It's we're recording this on Wednesday night, uh, July six, and so it came out at midnight. And funny story about this, so. To get into this episode, uh, the way this game came out for me, I had intended to take a nap after we recorded the podcast last Wednesday, and I was gonna I was gonna take a nap, and then I was gonna set an alarm for twelve a.m. and then see if the game came out because no one knew if it was coming out at twelve a.m. or at three a.m. because of the West Coast. Technically, that's midnight over there, so we didn't know how it was gonna work. No one knew, and there was all this all of these conflicting uh, opinions and things online. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just set an alarm for 12 a.m. I'll set an alarm for 3 a.m. And then we'll figure it out from there. Well, I never got to go to sleep after recording the podcast, editing it and getting it posted for that Thursday drop last week. And next thing I knew, I started getting tired around like 1130 p.m. So I was in bed. I started dozing off and I got a notification on my fucking phone that Critical Hit Plus was streaming Sunbreak, which is Kenny's. <laughs> Kenny's actual <laughs> Twitch where he streams like video games. It came up as as I'm literally fall I'm falling asleep. Like fully, I'm accepting that the game is not coming out and I'm gonna go to bed and I'll just play it at 3 a.m. So I assumed so that at 12, it just funny. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, it's not coming out at 12. I don't hear any like people talking about it or anything like that. So I'm going to bed. And my phone lit up and it was like Critical Hit Plus is streaming, and the thing said Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is finally here. And I turned it on and I messaged Kenny on Discord. I was like, yo, is it out? And he was talking to people on his Twitch. So, I, you know, he didn't hear me. He didn't see the messages immediately. So I'm looking at my Switch. I, I get up out the bed. I grab my Switch off my desk. I'm trying to fucking get it to download. Every time I start Monster Hunter Rise, though, nothing is happening. It's just Monster Hunter Rise, base game. And I was very frustrated because I'm like, is he trolling? What's going on here? Like, But then I looked at his stream and he's actually playing Sunbreak. It's like somebody wants to talk to you in Kimura Village and you see that girl, Theo Rain, come and she's in the village talking about you got to hide a Daimyo Hermitar. And all of this shit, so I'm getting like pumped, but also very, very annoyed that my game won't let me play Sunbreak. And I keep restarting it, <laughs> checking for updates. I'm doing everything. I'm like getting myself together, wiping crust out of my eyes, getting in my chair, setting up my green screen, just doing all kinds of stuff. I was super excited about this. And eventually it just let me on. And that first night felt so good. We started playing at midnight and I literally did not stop playing until the Okay, so going from Thursday midnight, right? So hour, minute, second one of Thursday of last week. And I didn't stop playing until I want to say 4 p.m. to go to my locals to play Yu-Gi-Oh! So I played 
12 hours from 12 to 12 at least and then another four hours so 16 i played 16 hours total of sunbreak the very first night 16 hours straight uh, yeah i played i streamed it till like 5 a.m i want to say and then i had to go to bed for work yeah i remember uh, yeah kenny had to go to bed for work yep and but, uh, crazy yeah that first night what happened with me was um i was seeing if it came out and then a friend of mine messaged me and he said yo i think it's out and then so i went to go try to download it and like i wasn't getting it and i was like are you sure and i like wasn't getting the download he was like and then he confirmed he's like no no like i'm legit downloading the update and then i still wasn't getting it and then he said his download was done he booted it up and like he was playing sunbreak yeah and i had still my download still hadn't started and so at that point i was like all right well if it's out i'll just start my stream and i think if i remember correctly i started my stream finally i got to download the work and then so it took however long it took to download on stream and then i actually started it and then at some point i saw the discord message on my phone from fraser and uh i messaged him back i, I just said yes and uh yeah Man, and he joined me and then he joined chat and then it was like me him kevin and like a couple other people in and out and we were doing um we were doing hunts can we i just say out. i really don't like that nintendo or capcom or whoever is really cheap because when iceborne came out on the actual home screen of your PlayStation 4's interface, the icon for Monster Hunter World became Sunbrick. There was Valkana, the Elder Dragon for that game, like wrapped in ice. It was really cool looking. You could tell you were playing Iceborne specifically and not World. Uh, with the Switch and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbrick, it still just looks like Monster Hunter Rise, which was confusing for the demo too. The way to get to the demo for Sunbrick was bad. And we talked about that last week. Yeah, that's definitely Capcom. And I don't, I don't really know why, because... Uh... Just as an example, my little brother plays Fortnite, and he now plays it on his Xbox, but before he had Xbox, he played it on his Nintendo. Whenever there's a new season of Fortnite, it updates the icon on the Switch. Yeah. So, like, the icon, so it's just, for whatever reason, Capcom didn't update the I icon, but it's- hate that. It's weird, because the demo, the demo says Must on Rise Sunbreak demo, and it's like a whole different icon. Yes, and then, but the way screen. to get to it, you have to go to Monster Hunter Rise base game in the eShop and download the demo for Sunbreak from Monster Hunter Rise instead of going yeah. to Sunbreak and downloading the demo. So I, I, I really do not like that. Uh, it's just one of those like small grievances that I wanted to air out because it is kind of confusing when you go to your homepage and you see Monster Hunter Rise. Like, that's not what I'm playing, though. I'm just simply not playing that game. There's so many mm -hmm. things different about this game, and you can feel it. So one of my friends asked me, hey, is this just like... Is this just a, a small, like some DLC or is this a completely new game? And I didn't know how to answer that question because I was thinking to myself, this game feels so different from Rise to me. It actually feels like a completely new game in the sense that like, okay, first off, let's start with the difficulty. They actually turned the difficulty dial up a lot. I've carded more times than I've carded probably in any monster game I've ever played in my life in playing this game. Like this game is genuinely hard and I feel like I'm a pretty skilled Monster Hunter player. Like, I think everyone who's ever played with me or seen me, like, I'm pretty efficient at hunting in general. Uh, but I just find a lot of the attacks are doing something that they never, ever did before, which is tracking your hunter late into their animation before the attack actually goes for you. So, for example, in Rise, and I've been explaining this to all my friends, in Rise, you can walk out of every attack. I play Light Bow Gun as my number one weapon. Like, it is, this is my coming out story. I'm a Light Bow Gun user. And I play Light Bow Gun more than any other weapon. And in Rise, that game was extremely easy for me. The easiest Monster Hunter I ever played, like, full stop. That was the easiest Monster Hunter game I've ever played in my life. And it's because of the wirefall recovery. That's not a thing in any other game. If you get hit, you can't just, like, 
pop back up and out of the way. So that made Rise extremely easy. But the other thing that made Rise easy is that they seem to slow down every monster for some reason. Rajang was the main one I noticed when you get to like kind of the end of Rise. You fight Rajang. He's supposed to be in every other monster game. Rajang is scary. He's supposed to be a very intimidating and hard fight. And he always was in all the other games. Him and Devil Joe are like iconic for being difficult and intimidating. When you fight him in Rise, it kind of sucks because people who I know who like are pretty casual at playing Monster Hunter can just body Rajang with zero difficulty. He's not really scary. And that kind of takes a lot away from fighting him, which has now been brought back with the Rajang of Sunbreak because he has attacks that close distances real fast and they track you. And also his beam attack now, it tracks you two seconds later than it did in Rise. So when he does his beam, the wind up for it, you can blatantly see it's coming. But if you roll too early, you'll just get hit and die. Like you could literally walk out of it and rise basically and you're, you're fine. But in Sunbreak, if you roll very early into him, he does that first initial shake. He does like a shake before he shoots it out. If you roll when he does that shake, you're getting hit. Like that move is going to track you at where you're at when you finish a roll. So I really like the new uh, difficulty buffs that they did to all the monsters. Like they do a lot of damage, but that's expected from G-Rank. That's always been like that. But it's not even just the damage. It's like some attacks are designed blatantly by the developers to kill you if you use wirefall recovery. Yeah. And I love that because there was only one attack in the entire game for a monster on horizon that did that, and it was Ajinath's. Ajinath has this attack where he digs his head at you really hard, and if you wirefall recovery, you die because he does it again really fast, and it just kills you. And everyone who I know who plays Rise has been killed by that before. Literally everyone. And so what? Uh, yesterday, I was playing with one of my friends, and he doesn't play Monster Hunter Rise that much, but he plays it enough. Uh, so he wirefall recoveried against Ajinath and died. Like, he fainted. I was like, what happened? Did you wirefall recovery? And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you can't do that against him. You can't do it on that attack. And he was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, that attack is designed to punish you for doing what you just did. So it's going to make you think about when you should wire recover. You need to have restraint as opposed to the game kind of makes everyone who plays it. I'm talking about rise here, base rise. It makes everyone who plays it kind of just naturally press L2X to just waterfall recovery every move. Like you just kind of do it. And it, it, there really is no punishment for it either. So there's only a few monsters that can actually do something about it. I think the other one is like Nagakuga. There's like a tail whip. He spins around, and if you waterfall recovery, it's a chance that you can get hit by when he comes back around. But yeah. the difference with that attack is that it doesn't hit that hard. So you get hit by the first hit, and even if you waterfall recover, you'll be left with like a slither of life. Ajinas will kill you. Ajinas, for whatever reason, that attack hits so outrageously hard. T-Rex, he fucking slams his head into you. Yeah. So I really like the difficulty buffs. And there's more to say about the difficulty stuff, but I'll... I'll um. Give Kenny some space to express how he feels about the difficulty of the game in general for Sunbreak. Like, can you feel a difference in how it how it is going on a hunt and killing a monster and being hit and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it's interesting. I um, it's definitely harder, obviously, but it is a higher rank. Um, but it's interesting. Like, I I went through and I was I was playing it and having a ton of fun. And like the early part of the game, I was a little worried because I was still having a lot of fun. Cause it's just fun hunting monsters. But the early part of the game was a little worried because, like, it was kind of easy, like... Yeah. And I know that it's just, like, a great Azuchi and a Hermitar or whatever. Yeah, but they're I not still, going to do anything ever. I still wanted, like, Master Rank Great Azuchi to take, like, half my life with a fucking Tail Swipe. Like, I wanted to get destroyed. Yeah. And so, at first, I was a little worried. But then as I got a bit further along and I fought some of the better monsters specifically, and this is funny because this is what happened on my first playthrough of Rise... Magnamalo 
was like he was some new shit. Like he was still Magnamalo, but when I fought Master Rank Magnamalo, like I went in and like I was like, he's my most hunted monster. I've, I've hunted him more than every other monster in Rise, and so I was like, I've got Magnamalo down. I went in and he killed me three times, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, and that was the that was my only like quest failed up to that point. Um, that was my first like full on quest failed, and it was the Magnamalo, and he just. He just kicked my ass. Like he he came ready. He was were like, you, no, no, no. Were you when you fought him, were you by yourself? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was gonna ask, because I haven't failed any quests by myself, but I've failed a quest with a group of people. I think it was two days ago. They got wiped out by Diablos, and that shit was so funny to me. It was like me, <laughs> me, Medina, uh, Jalen, and I forget who the other person was, but they got bodied by Diablos. And I thought it was really funny because Diablos's moves have been the same for 20 years. That is not an exaggeration. He does the exact same thing. They really don't give him anything new in any game. Even the attacks that you see only in G rank, right? So like to you guys, you're probably seeing stuff like, oh, he didn't do that in high rank. That's a new attack. That's not a new attack. That attack was in world or iceborne. That attack was in for you. He has so many of like his attacks have always just been the same stagnant attacks. And so when I fight Diablos, you know, it's my old knowledge kicking in. I know exactly what's coming and I play a weapon that counters like no other. Like, you know, all the weapons have counters now, but none of them are quite longsword level. And so when I'm fighting him, like, he's going to hit me at least once or twice during the hunt. But for the most part, everything is getting countered. But everyone else just gets run over and, and <laughs> destroyed. And it's funny to me because to, in my head, there's two monsters that I consider very easy. Tigrex and Diablos, because they only do run at you. And that's their entire DPS. Like, all of their damage is put into their run. So because I know that that's the only way they really do damage, it makes them really easy to counter. I think in anime, Aizen said, uh, you know, it's true that you are stronger than me. Genryu Yamamoto talking about Captain Commander. He's like, you are stronger than me. And if we fought one-on-one, -on -one, you would surely win. However, because everyone knows exactly what you can do, it makes you very easy to counter. Wonder Weiss. And then he like, you know, the wrong car Wonder Weiss comes out of nowhere and absorbs the fire. So I just think like Diablos and T-Rex are very easy to fight because they literally do one thing uh tyrex does have one new move that i think is really fucking cool and uh, it's like punch the superman punch yeah like that... he jumps at you and punches right yeah he like jumps in the air and, and punches fucking punches the ground i, that I love that sick. that is that and was then he like roll he punches so hard that he like falls over a little bit and like gets back up yeah because he's a brute he so he was the first brute wyvern in monster hunter i remember monster he came out monster hunter too so he's one of the earliest monsters and he's considered a brute. And he literally fights by kind of damaging himself. He's very rough. He's a very rough neck. They actually show when he turf wars with monsters, he's like tussling, rolling, slamming. But he can take it. He's used to that. His body's very hardened. So he likes that rough shit. Whereas other monsters who are a little bit more used to uh, staying away and just killing their prey from a distance, Rathalos, they don't like Tigrex because Tigrex's arms are stronger than Rathalos. So he's like, I don't fucking want to deal with this guy. I don't want to tussle with him. But... He can fucking tussle. But yeah, the game is, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that I think are amazing about it. But the difficulty, I think, is the best thing because I'm seeing a lot of people die more often, which is good because I just felt like base rise was very easy. And it got, it kind of just got everybody in the door. Like, I, World was mainstream Monster Hunter. It, one of the biggest games of all time, actually, as far as sales go and just Capcom. And then, you know, that was, that, that game went up crazy. So, so Iceborne was great. And then we got Rise, and I feel like it's even more accessible than World and Iceborne were, but super easy, even though I don't really, like, when I was playing Rise, in my head, I was always thinking, like, man, this game is actually far too easy, but I, I won't voice it, but it was like, this is actually just, like, the easiest game ever. And now, I could not believe 
how difficult they made this game. Like Shogun Sanitar is a roadblock for a lot of people. A lot of people, that monster is going to be an actual menace. Like Shogun Sanitar, <laughs> I think his That's, programming is terrible. What's so interesting is that, like, so what? Oh, Shogun Senatar. Okay, I was thinking of Hermitar. No, Senatar is no. the blue one. Senatar is the um, blue one. The blue one is very real. Yeah, yeah. But I know a lot of people that were having trouble with the first crab. Okay. And I was actually like, I, I was just kind of surprised. Granted, when I fought him on my own, I realized, like, I thought, so when we fought him together, we just dicked on him. It was like, it was yeah. like you, me, Ken, yeah. like, we, he just got rolled on. You're talking about the red, the red crab, right? The red one. The yes. first crab to yeah. like get in the master rank. Like, yep. We just rolled on him. And then uh, eventually I went back and fought him by myself. And he actually got me with a couple tricks. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. He's a little yeah. bit harder than I thought he was. But yeah. He was still easy. Yes. But, uh, I things considered, yes. I, I know a couple people that were like, yo, this fucking crab is fucking me up. And they yeah. were like. Now, Shogun Scimitar, though, and I'm, I know you fought it a couple times by now. That I, can, I, told, I told my friend Gus. I've told Xavier. I've told my friend Dennis. Everybody that I hunt with, I pretty much have told them. I think Shogun Sanitar is bullshit. I think that entire, <laughs> I think the way that monster fights is complete bullshit. I don't think that the devs intended him to be like that. Okay, so naturally monsters have attacks and then they have cooldowns and then they have like, this attack is wide, this attack is narrow. This guy has, he spams. So all of the cooldown nonsense that I just spoke about doesn't exist. He does not do cooldowns. He just keeps attacking. That's, that's the, right, baby. That's the first thing. The second thing is all of his attacks are wide and narrow at the same time. So if you dodge to the left or right, or if you dodge like backwards, his attacks will still catch you. He tracks you so late into them and they inflict bleed often. So you have to deal with that on top of the damage. His damage is crazy. My defense right now is 717. He hit me today with his strongest move where he holds both his arms out and then just like closes them like scissors. That shit took. 70% of my health, and it also inflicted bleed, and then he followed it up by trying to come over to me and swipe me, and I was like, holy shit, like, let me get up. <laughs> and you can't, oh, and that specific move, you cannot wire recovery it. It locks your wire bugs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a crazy move, and honestly, it's a little too fast for all things that it does. Inflict bleed, a ton of damage, and then he, he doesn't, like, after he does it, he doesn't just, like, chill on you. He's like, alright, well, I'm gonna dig on the ground now. <laughs> you gotta deal with that. So I, I love that monster. Uh, that, I, that monster is like annoying, but I, I I also just love I so for some reason I really love both the crabs. Yeah. Uh, I love the one hunt where you have to fight both of them in the arena. Um I did that one. I thought, yeah. it, I did that one I thought it was really cool. So I the only other so as people probably know by now, Rise is the monster hunter game I've played the most. I've dabbled with a couple other ones, but like never longer than like five hours. Uh, this, the one I've now played the second most is Monster Hunter GU Generations Ultimate. And I've fought a Shogun Senator in that game. I might have beaten it. I don't remember. But I fought a Shogun Senator in that game. And I don't think I ever realized if you, if you could even do it in that game. I didn't do it. But you can break the shell on his back. And I thought that was really cool. I that's broke an, the shell on his back and rise. That's in every game. Uh, he's ever yeah, yeah. It. I assumed it would. I just never did it. I didn't know I could do it till this yeah. game. And I broke the shell on his back, and I got so hyped. I was like, holy shit! And Just, like, blew the shell up, and then he has, like, this little nipple back there that you start dicking on. And Monster Hunter 2, uh, which is the game that he was introduced in, the crabs that came out in Monster Hunter 2, he, you could break the shell. You typically needed a hammer to do it, or a gun, obviously. A gun can pierce through him. But 
he doesn't like keeping his back to you if you notice and he has a he's a specific yeah. attack when you're behind him he has an attack that he's done since monster Hunter 2 it's great programming they kept it in because it's such a good attack but he just literally turns and swipes you yep. and it's a move that has hard knockdown too uh it's very telegraphed if you're behind him you can, like to me when i'm behind him i know it's coming i know at some point while i'm behind him he's going to go for that attack so I get ready to prep one of my counters, and now all the weapons I play have counters. So switch axe, great sword, long sword, uh, heavy bow gun—they all have counters, which is so funny. It's like every weapon in this game can counter now. I mean, literally all of them. The light bow gun, my main weapon counters now. I don't know what's going on, but this is literally the game of Monster Hunter Counter. Which, when the game was coming out, I was concerned because the idea of every every weapon having a counter doesn't sit well with me because of how broken the long sword was top two weapons in the entire rise it was bow and longsword those are the strongest weapons in rise and i was a little concerned that every weapon was going to become like an extension i guess of longsword which is bad because of how overtuned longsword was in rise but now i'm realizing because of the way the monsters attacks are so wide sweeping and they uh they track you so late the counters are actually needed in a lot of cases some moves I feel like you genuinely cannot escape with just a roll if you have no evade extender. And that's new. Like that is a very new thing. Everything in Rise you could roll out of. There wasn't a single attack that one roll with zero evade extender couldn't get you out of. Not a single one. And in this game, it's like, yo, I fucking rolled that and he still just hit me. Like it's too big. The, the radius that it covers, Astalos, for example. Great example, Astalos. If he slams his wing down, and you roll, you're gonna hit. That the wing is so huge, and the way like the hip, the hit detection is on it, it's covers such a wide radius that a roll on, on when he slams his wing down is not gonna do anything. It just does nothing. Only I've only had a chance to fight him twice so far. I'm super excited to get to the point where like so one of my favorite things to do in base rise was when I went to make like every armor and every greatsword. Yeah. And I and slowly like I made like half the hammers, things like that. But what's really cool about giving yourself the goal of making every great sword and every armor is it gives you a reason to fight all the monsters more than once mm -hmm. um, or more than twice, whatever. But uh, so I'm just really excited to get to the point where after I do kind of all the story stuff and then I can go and focus on hunting and hunting the monsters a lot. I don't know. I'm excited to fight Astalos again because I don't know everything he can do yet. Yeah, Astalos is uh, he has a lot of the same moves that he had in uh, for you, where he first came out as one of the four emperors, and they did give him a lot of new stuff. I also think that his size is incredibly changed. He's so big now, and maybe this is a uh, what do they call it? Mandela effect. Maybe he was always big, and the the characters were smaller yeah, yeah. on the PSP anyway, because that's, that's that's where I first probably played him on, or like the I guess the 3DS. When I first went on 3DS, the screen is super small, your character's super small, and I remember him just seeming not that big. But for whatever reason, in Rise, he just is so much bigger than I recall. And so when you're trying to get out the way from a lot of his attacks, it's like, yo, th there's nowhere I could have gone that that would not have hit me. I had to counter or stay on the ground and do stuff like that. So, I, you know, he he's he's really cool. I also think that the way he looks graphically is amazing. The wings, the way they light up and glow like that and the thunder and all of that, it's really cool. The green thunder Something you don't see on like pretty much any other monster. Xenogus is a bluish color, and Astalos is completely like a vibrant green. He looks just a really, really cool, really cool fight, really cool monster. Something I really like about the size of the monsters, and it's just something in general. Like we have a picture up of Garangolm, 
and the hunters around them. And uh, when you play this game, sometimes it's easy to forget. But, like, the monsters are so fucking big. The other day, I cut off a Rathalos tail, right? And it's just... When you realize that the piece of the Rathalos tail that you cut off is, like, the size of your fucking hunter. Yes. You like, kind of, when you know what I mean? They kind of disappear into the tail. Like... Dude, the tail, like the little tiny chunk you cut off of Rathalos' tail is like the size of your fucking entire body. Your hunter like, could literally uh, hollow it out, like carve out the meat of the tail. And sit and, inside and, it. And lay in it. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know, that's something about the game that's, because so, it's so, it's like, you, you're you just like this little, and you're going out and fighting these big, just like these monsters, like these big, and that adds to like the fun of the game, I think, and. I don't know, I just really enjoy the I game. I agree. Sizing definitely increased in this game. Yeah, yeah. The, the size of the monsters is so, like, it adds to the to the, to the the epicness of it. It does. It makes it feel more like Monster Hunter. I don't know why, but I did feel like monsters were a little smaller in Rise, but I thought it was an aesthetic choice because Rise in general is stylized. The way it looks and everything, everything about it is very stylistic. So I thought that maybe the monsters being a little smaller than I'm used to them being was just something that was, I don't know, a rise thing, because I swear in World, I think that World's whole goal was to make it feel atmospheric. Like, the yeah. World has endemic life that is actually living without you. And it's, it's like, it's, it's fully alive. The maps are so vibrant and so alive, and the monsters are really, really big. And I just got used to the way Rise is, and I don't, I, it's not, this is not something that I care about, one way or the other for it. like monsters being bigger or smaller is like, okay, it's fine. But I noticed in some break that the monsters are blatantly bigger more often. Obviously they can change size because they always have, like you could fight a very tiny Rathalos. You could fight a very, very big Rathalos. And it's funny because I remember in Monster Hunter one, all the way back in the PSP days, when you would fight a gigantic Rathalos, his tail would just miss you. And we used to say, it's kind of funny finding a gold crown Rathalos is easier because he would do his tail whip, but yet he was so tall that it would not have hit detection on you. <laughs> Whereas a really small Rathalos, you can't possibly escape the tail, and it made him so much more annoying. So stuff like that, I always find it's, it be cool, but yeah. It's funny, because my very first Baryoth hunt in this, in this, uh, in Sunbreak, Sunbreak was the large, so I go into the hunt, and it's me and Connie, and I was like, this fucking Baryoth is huge. Like, <laughs> I was like, this guy is just like, he's fucking huge. Like, I can't believe how fucking big he is. And it's just like, it, it's abnormal. He's massive. And he's hitting me with shit, and I'm getting messed up by him. I, I couldn't. And I was like, this has to be the biggest Baryoth I ever fought. And then I, I killed him. And then it said largest size updated. I was like, thank God I wasn't crazy. No, you're not because crazy. that was the biggest Baryoth I fought. He was gigantic. I want to say something about the fact that you brought up Baryoth too. His new attack is one of the attacks I'm talking about where you can't get away away. You cannot possibly get away from it. So he has this new tail whip, right? Mm. And then after he does the tail whip, he fucking does a flip with his tail and it sweeps the area. That thing caught me so many times. So I got hit by it, and I was like. First, I got hit by it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, he got me." Yeah. And then, like the second or third time, I was like, "That attack's new." I was like, "He did not do bro, that, bro, bro." I'm sure <laughs> you probably tried to dodge out of the way too, and you realize, "Holy shit, man!" This attack is like it sweeps such a, and it's also because of his size that plays a part in it. But because of his size, compounded with the new move being a sweeping, flipping tail attack, it is yeah, so yeah, hard yeah. to not be near it. If you're attacking him 
especially with greatsword if you're attacking him and he's about to do that move you have you have choices right you have like power sheath you have tackle and you have if you're still using it the move where you slide across and then go into the wire the silk vine uh so you can do those moves to it but anything else is kind of a gamble <laughs> like anything else is a straight up gamble because you're going to get hit so yeah I, he's uh so i actually have not really used a counter yet i'm still using uh adamant charge slash which is like the the, the heavy armor yeah yeah the heavy armor power slash thing which is i think still really good and it's so good for positioning and like getting to a monster when it like gets down so i haven't really used the counter too much yet uh also mainly because i haven't really had much luck with it like I feel like I hit the counter, and then yep. I very rarely I was, am able to hit the follow-up. So I was going to say, it's not consistent. And uh, I think that's the thing that you probably like a lot. Uh, you're probably a person that just prefers consistency over highs and, highs and lows. Because Greysword is a... When True Charge Slash was the only way to play Greysword, which is World, there's no other way, right? You have to play True Charge Slash. I'll, you know, it really does come down to like, well, this hunt could have ended in this hunt ended in five minutes, but the next hunt ended in twelve minutes because I just kept missing the true charge slash. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean by the highs and lows. Greatsword is one of those weapons that when it only when it only had access to true charge slash, it was highs and lows like that. The fantastic about this, and since we're talking about Sunbreak and it's on a switch, and they have this switch skill swap, right? It's all thematic with the system. I really like the fact that you can just choose. Okay, well, this isn't working. Like the counter isn't. Dude, working. I do that a lot. I so like my main setup right now with Greatsword is um basically everything stays the same except the combo. I have the surge combo, which is where he like swings the sword around mm -hmm. and he doesn't charge it up until after he does the swing combo. And then that goes in the rage slash, which is the omnidirectional heavy armor attack. Yeah. But then I have the charged combo, which is traditional greatsword into true charge slash. And then all the other moves are the same. It's like Adamant and, and Power Sheath. And it's it feels so good because I have like this consistent play style and I can like do these really quick combo hits, do Rage Slash. And then when I see different openings or if I see the monsters acting a certain way, I can go to the charge combo. If they get downed, I immediately like switch into the charge combo, hit them with a true charge. Light. Like the fluidity of being able to switch between those two techniques is just like it feels so damn good yeah and i think that it was supposed to be designed this way anyway like i don't think that you're supposed to play with just true charge slash and counter now granted obviously you know speedrunners they're insane and that's all they're going to do and they do it well and that yeah. play style works for them but we play with friends and that play style does not work in a multiplayer i noticed i tried to do counter yeah, and true yeah. charge slash and it just simply doesn't work like the monster is going to hit you first and you'll counter it, but then they're going to immediately switch their attention to someone else. So they won't be there when you go to land the true trash yeah. on their head because they're not looking at you anymore. They don't even care. About and monsters have jumping attacks like Barry all straight up jumps away from you or Narcuga. Narcuga jumps away from you. So they'll, yeah, you'll yeah. counter the tail slam and then he'll jump away from you to go to someone else. And it's like, well, now you're nowhere near me. And I just wasted yep. two wire bugs. Granted, they do recover fast, but still I wasted two wire bugs doing that. And I got nothing. Like It's yeah. I do think, that's an interesting point where I think that it's something that I don't feel is, is talked about, but I think when people talk about the meta of monster hunter and like the best skills and the best, everything, they always talk about it in the vacuum of single player. And I don't feel as though, I don't feel as though multiplayer gets considered as often because I do think like the counter, for example, is a, a lot less good in multiplayer I than agree. it is in single player. I mean, you know, I know. Cause I, I'm a person, I'm a realist. So I like speed running by myself. 
And you know I'm you know I'm a very fast hunter, like very efficient, very fast. I I used to send my speed runs to our group chat. Like I yeah, used to yeah. fight Camellios. I would I clear Camellios in four minutes and fifty seconds. Like that was then I got it down to three minutes and fifty five seconds. So I was like, holy shit. Um that is a legitimate speed run time. Like that is yeah. extremely fast. So I was really happy about that. And that's when I started realizing, oh my God, I love light bowgun. But the reason why I really love light bowgun, I don't think I realized it until I guess now, is that in single player and multiplayer, it's exactly the same. It doesn't change. Even so, longsword is close, but still no cigar. And what I mean by that is longsword single player is fantastic because the monster is going to keep attacking you and you're going to keep countering it. That you yeah, you yeah. maintain their aggro. And honestly, you want that with longsword. I want the Tigrex to keep charging me. You're going to keep taking damage for charging me. Whereas when he keeps going for other people, it's kind of confusing to me and a little disorienting when the monster changes their attention. And it's I'm hard just, to keep up with them too. Like I think that's what makes Tigrex hard because I agree. Even though I haven't fought him for as many years as you did, yeah, I agree that he, is it, he's a simple monster. Yes, he but, does the same but, thing constantly. But what ends up killing you is that you get because you you're just fucking chasing him. You are because he's him. running over here, and then so like as you're trying to chase him to get a solid hit, you end up like getting hit with a spin, yeah. and then you're like, ah, oh, shit. And then like you get up and he fucking charges you, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, he uh. He's very simple once you realize what he does, but what he does is very strong. And I think I honestly think that there's this thing when you take a hit from a monster and it takes 90% of your health, it freaks you out. And I, we see it all the time with our friends. And I usually don't call it out, but I notice it with a lot of people. People get hit by a monster that hits really hard. And for the rest of the fight, they will fight this monster so scared. <laughs> you will literally see. So I'll, I'm always I'm the vanguard. Frazier is the fucking vanguard. I'm always aggro. You will never see me playing in a defensive way in my center. If you ever watch me play with my friends or by myself, I'm not the guy that like runs around the monster from a very far distance. I stay very, very I'm close. I'm the same way. I am in the I, vanguard. Send me out in the front. I'm the same way, dude. That's why Basil Goose kills me so much. <laughs> so for me, when I'm, I'm in the there. when I'm in the vanguard against something like T Tigrex, I get hit and I take 90% of my health. I get up, I heal, and, and but I heal, even I, I heal close to him too. Like, I don't believe in walking away from the monster super far away to heal. I think that you're safest, the closest to them. Obviously, the, it's matchup dependent, but most monsters, honestly, being closer to them is probably in your best interest. <laughs> and it sounds weird, but people just need to try it because when you go far, they, the developers are smart. They know how people used to do the mon like they know how people used to fight against the monsters. So they've realized people tend to get up and run and then start taking a potion. And the monsters have attacks that are designed specifically for that. In fact, yesterday, I got caught doing just that against Luna Garen. Luna Garen knocked him to the ground. I think I got caught by his weapon X attack. It's the strongest attack. And if you're a gunner, it just straight kills you. I was using a blade, thank God. So I was using a longsword. He did weapon X. I got caught by it for the first time as a blade master yesterday. And I went to get up and run away from him and drink a potion. And I don't know this monster that well. Like, he's new still to me, even after, like, 50 hours of gameplay. I still don't know him that well. So he did an attack that I didn't know had a shockwave to it, but he swiped his claws across the ground, and a fucking, like, beam of rocks lifted up off the ground like a, like a shockwave and killed me as I was running away drinking a potion. But what I thought was, I was like, oh, I fought this monster enough with my gun, and he's pretty safe from a far distance where I don't have to worry about drinking a potion from a distance. I didn't even know he had that attack, basically, is what I'm saying. I never yeah, even yeah, noticed. Yeah. I never even noticed that the attack wasn't just a swipe. I thought that it was, I thought it was just a swipe. And if you're close, you get hit. I didn't know that it was a fucking shockwave across the ground that kills you from a distance. Like I was so far away. If you, if you see it, I think it happened on stream <laughs> yesterday. I was so far away from him that I 
literally didn't know I was going to die. And it was just like, oh, shit. And it freaked me out yeah. a little bit. But I was like, okay, so now I know this is another monster. I'm just going to stay close. I'm going to get up and literally stay nearby and heal. Because going far, they do these crazy attacks, these jumping attacks that, like, cover. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, like, circle them. It's interesting. Because I, I wanted to say, so you said you the, the only quest you failed was with other people. So I've, I failed one quest solo, and that was against Magnamalo. But I failed two other quests, so three quests total. I won't say their names. I'm not going to call anybody out. But but Fraser, well, Fraser was there for one of them, and he knows the other one. Listen, all right. Fra- yeah, but I, mean, I was on. I was on stream for the one. Yeah, yeah. I was on stream for the one, but it was me and uh my one friend Jolt on stream, and we were playing. And he never fought. Gore Magala was new to me too, but he never. I had fought Gore Magala right before this, so I I knew a little bit of what was was to come. Yeah. We were fighting Gore Magala, yo, and that fight was so sick. We're fighting him. He fucking envelops the world in darkness and shit and we're fighting him and and i think jolts i don't know if he had his armor upgraded or whatever but we're fighting and he he gets beat up a little bit and then like we're at the end and i was like all right just stay alive like we got it we're going to capture him and like he went ready to be captured and then like i set the trap down and then gormagala shoots like this purple ball that curves yes. and it curved around the corner and fucking got him and killed him yeah. right as we were about to capture him shit was so fucking funny and then uh the other the other hunt i failed with one of my other friends he he was uh he's a he plays a gunner classes and like the like the monsters just hit hard and like you'd be at full health and like well you're dead yeah it's um like i said so i think me and you spoke about this earlier when we were talking about the difficulty of the game but uh in the early stages, it is pretty easy, right? Like, the Great Azuchis are still Great Azuchis. The Kizus are still Kizus, or Kezu, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Daimyo Harmatar is still whatever. Puke Puke is still whatever, right? There's a lot of monsters that, no matter what they do to them, for the most part, they are still fine. You can just beat up yeah, on yeah. them at will. And even if you get hit, you just get up, you heal. You wire recovery, you heal. You won't get punished for wire recovering against these monsters. But I guess when I was talking about the difficulty, I want to specify, it's shit like that. Gormagala, Seregios... The new Rathalos. Yeah, 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 yeah. These monsters are way harder now. Like even Gossarag. I've been fighting Gossarag, and he's been yeah. Gossarag's cr- harder. Gossarag's been, harder. Bro, do you know the move that he does? The his weapon X, where he just slides forward really fast, and he yeah, has yeah, claws yeah. already. He just yeah, like he forms them. He's definitely harder. He's another monster I fought a lot in base rise, and same. he's harder. Same, uh, same, same, same. I fought him so much, Kenny. He's definitely harder. I, I felt that he was harder. Um, Nagakuga to me is harder too. I don't. I, maybe it's just my experience, but that I've only haunted him like twice so far, and he felt kind of the same. Okay, so but uh, I'm not. Fight, I have to. I have to hunt him more. Fight, fight him a little bit more. Fight him. I can't, fight him a little bit more. I don't even know what his new move is now that that's, I think so about. So that's it. what I was going to say. You would know what I'm talking about. The, the new move is so bullshit. It is such <laughs> bullshit, Kenny. I can't wait till you find him. You're going to tell me like, oh yeah, I fought the new Nagakuga and it's actually ignorant. It's super ignorant. Uh, you know who's, there's a couple. All right. So Seregios is a fucking Tiger X that can fly. Yes. He is so hyperactive. Like that motherfucker. <laughs> he is so fucking hyperactive. All right. I'm fighting him and he's just like, and he's just like, I'm like, what is can he relax? Yeah, he doesn't chill. You're right about that. He's hyper. He definitely is Tiger X of the Sky. He also hits like a Mack truck. Yeah. So Regios, I don't know. Something about the way he looks, it doesn't look like he would hit as hard as he does. But when you get caught by one of his kicks, 
Like he does these crazy moves where he slide kicks you from the air. Yeah. He, he yeah. does. I call it dynamic entry. Like Mike guy. He dynamic entries. He does dynamic entry, but the amount of damage it takes, even now, again, I'm wearing end game armor, right? Like completely end game. And I'm taking so much damage. And then I also get inflicted with bleed. Like, you know, not blood blight, but bleed. And it just scares the fuck. He always had bleed, but it just scares the fuck out of me how much damage he does. Even when I'm wearing defense, that's like 655, 717. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it, These monsters it hit so hard. You up. It messes you up. It's really cool. I, I like a lot of them. Uh, Espionos is really cool. He's an interesting fight. He's one of those monsters where his whole body is just like a terrible spot to hit until yep. he enrages. Yep. Like fighting him, like I remember trying to cut his tail off. I was like, oh my God, this is taking forever. Cause like his tail. White just, damage. It's just white damage. It's terrible. So we could talk about that a little bit. One of the reasons why I think Shogun Sanitar is also bullshit is because <laughs> a lot of his body is white damage, AKA not good damage. So if you, you know, people who are listening to this, uh, I'm assuming that you look play Monster Hunter or know of Monster Hunter in some way. And in Rise and World, you know, if you're doing poor damage, it will show up as white. And if you're doing good damage, it will show up as like an orangish color, blatantly bolded and everything. So you know, like, yeah, oh, this, this like is like yellow. Yeah, or, yeah, there's there's a color to it that lets you know this is what you want to be doing, right? And Shogun Sanitar pretty much doesn't have a spot outside of his head, which is not, I'll just say it's not easy at all to hit that fucking spot without getting, without also taking it. So if you want to play that play style against him and go to his weak spot, you can, but you are risking it because it's very difficult to deal with his aggro in the it's middle of his claws. It's hard to get to his head because like it's inside his claws. Yes, it's like he holds his, his claws. claws like this. He naturally holds them like this, like kind of blocking his face. It's weird. Yeah, him and the other crab, and th it's another problem with uh, problem not as a bad thing as like, yes, it's a the, good thing for difficulty. Um, it's another problem with like uh, Rockna Kadaki is she's so frustrating to hit her head because she has these giant mandibles yeah. in front of her head that are like really hard spots to hit through. So do you know that they changed her hit zones because of how bad they were in Rise? They made it where she nah. she has better hit zones now for us as hunting her. That blatantly it's when the notes like the patch notes. Ragna Kadaki hit zones updated to make her more like I forget exactly how they worded it, but it was one of those things that says like oh, Ragna Kadaki. Yeah, that's how bad her hit zones used to be. Because that, that yeah, because I used to only hit her. Her, I mean, I, even when I fought her now, I just only I hit her ass. Yeah, because like, we know it's a good, ass, a good like, spot. Yeah. But yeah, so they updated her hit zone so that that way she takes better damage in more places. And yeah, I don't know. I used to always complain about her when we play Rise. I used to say, this monster has way too much HP, but that wasn't the case. It was just the fact that her hit zones were so bad that it extended her life. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, uh, Espinosa, though, like you said, that monster is from Frontier. First monster ever in a main series monster in our game from Frontier. Really cool they do that they're doing that. But also, yes, until he's enraged, all your damage is ass. And then... When he is enraged, I didn't know this because I know nothing. This is this is a territory that oh I know, my God, dude, I know nothing so about. I know nothing about this monster. This is my first time ever seeing or fighting this monster. Only thing I knew He's about so it before. Cool. I, I like him a lot. Same. The only thing He's I knew about really him before cool. was that he sleeps at the start of all hunts in Frontier. My friends used to tell me about that, and I said, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But I never got to like see him fight fully and all that stuff. Anyway, when I was fighting him, you know, the game has not even been out for a week, but I've been playing. I've literally have over fifty hours. I feel like now, so. I literally got hit one time as a gunner when he does his charge attack. Now, Raytheon and Rathalos and Tigrex and so many monsters have a move where they literally just charge at you and hit you. And they hit decently, 
but you're left with a good amount of health. Sometimes you don't even have to heal after those moves. That you just take it. Especially like Raytheon's or whatever. Like her running at you, she does like three times. You could take that shit, even a master rank, and you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> I got hit by Espionaz running at me, and I thought, this isn't too bad. I'll just keep shooting him, and I'll just take the hit, and I died. And I was at full health. And I was like, holy shit. What is it about his run that makes it where it needs to do that? Like, I just wasn't ready. Like, did you experience his run being really, like, strong? His his run's really strong, but what I thought you were going to say, and this is probably my favorite part about the monster, is first of all, his fire looks cool because they say that like his fire is mixed with poison and mm-hmm. stuff, and he's like got a lot of venom. They they call him like I forget what his title was, but it was like something like the sleeping venom or something. I don't remember. Yeah, something, something really cool. But so he's got like all this poison, and when you see his fireball, it's like orange and red, yellow, like a fireball. But there's also like this purpley blackness to it as well yes. like for the poison so anyway his fireball looks cool so i got hit by his fireball right <laughs> i get hit by it and like i'm like burning i'm on fire where you have to roll three times to like stop taking burn damage i'm also poisoned so his fireball burns and poisons you i was like man that's effed up but that's not all it paralyzes you yep. i got hit by his fireball and my guy's shaking on the ground like because so- he's paralyzed while being burned and poisoned. I was like, yo! I've died to Espionage twice already. And one time was the gunner thing, where gunners can't take a single hit from that monster when he's in rage. Like, if, if he hits me, and I'm using my gun, with his run, I'm dead. I just, like, just full disclosure, it, it, it one-hit kills gunners. Uh, the fireball, I got hit by that, and I forget if I was a blade master or a gunner. I feel like I was a gunner, though, because I like gunning that monster in particular. But... I remember getting hit by the fireball and I saw my life go extremely low and I saw the poison. I saw the fire and I knew, I already knew that that was a thing. I forgot about the paralysis. <laughs> so when I was, I started automatically trying to do rolls to get the fire off. And then I've switched to herbal medicine. As I'm doing that though, I'm noticing my character is not rolling. <laughs> and when I fought him, it was in the jungle. It was specifically area three. Area three is the beach, but there's a lot of trees and foliage around. So when I fell on the ground from the paralysis, I didn't notice that my character was like kind of hidden on the ground in foliage. And I'm yeah, button yeah, mashing. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going through herbal medicines, like because I have it all set up. I'm looking for herbal medicine. I'm trying to roll at the same time to get the fire off. And my character's not doing anything. And I look at the screen a little close, like I squint, and I realize that my character's on the ground and Espinosa is looking at me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just runs at me and then I die. And I was like, yo, that was bullshit. Like, I yeah, was already, man. I was basically already going to die. Yep. But that, I was like, yo, there was no chance I could have survived that. There was no world where I survived all of that. There was one time I carded it when uh, it was against a Rathalos. And this is the Rathalos classic, really. But I got <laughs> hit with like his talons. And so I was poisoned. And then, like, I was trying to get up and heal. And then, like, he fireballed me. And I ended up hitting like the wall and i i did like my guy did like a wall bounce yep. he, like hit the wall, wall bounce, and then he landed so i'm so now i'm poisoned and burning <laughs> but then he landed in the part of the lava caverns where like if you're standing in it you take damage so i was just like trying to get up and like my guy got up pulled a potion out and then died <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, so shit. i like that this is a capcom game and capcom made street fighter and in street fighter there's wall bounces. When you get hit really hard, sometimes you fucking bounce off a wall. And uh, I just thought it was cool that they included that in Monster because I know exactly what you're talking about. There's times where your character will get hit by something. They'll hit up against the wall and they'll fall down and they won't let you Y recover either. Yeah, you're like, boom, you like kind of, yeah, it, it fucks you up. Granted, you can't be hit immediately while that's happening. Like they make you suffer through the entire animation. 
But it's kind of cool that that type of thing is just in the game. I really like it. But if it. you land in a spot like I landed, where I land in a spot where you take damage over time, yes. and you're also poisoned and burned, you're like, yeah. oh god. And that's why I was. That's what my gripe was about the Espionage thing. I was like, wait a second, I was going to die anyway. Like <laughs> the paralysis was so gratuitous. You didn't even have to do all that. You didn't have to do all of that. So I, I really, yeah. uh, I, I just I, really enjoyed this game. The game was really fun. This was before Sunbreak came out, but I remember one time we were hunting. This is like right before, not right before, but this is like a week before Sunbreak came out. We did a hunt and we fought a Barry off and I died because he hit me and I didn't have any wire bugs when he hit me. And so like I had to get up slowly mm. as I'm getting up. He shoots his ice tornado. Oh my God. So the ice tornado is on top of my body. And, like, I have no wire bugs, and the ice tornado is just there. And so, like, my guy just stands up <laughs> in dies. the ice tornado yeah. and dies. So, when that happened to you, at that same exact time, I was charging my greatsword with Rage Slash. <laughs> and I was in the tornado, and I said, yo, that looks cool as shit. Because my character, this is when the screen shake was on, too. My character <laughs> was charging up Rage Slash in the fucking eye of the tornado. And it yeah, looked yeah, like yeah, it looked yeah. like I was doing it. It looked so fucking cool. That shit is hype. Oh, man. Rage Slash is so fun. You get some cool ass moments with Rage Slash. Yeah, because I like taking damage. It, it's the one time I'm like, yes, hit me. Even with a small Anything. attack, hit me. Yes, it did it. Oh man, the game's really fun. I um, I'm not done the story yet. I think I'm close to the end of the story of it. Uh, you beat I, Malzino, I like I so be, I beat Malzino. So I, I feel like I have to be in like the end. The end of it might. The urgent that I'm on is uh, Shagara Magala or Shigaru Magala. Yeah. Um, that's the urgent that I have up next, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to get through the story of it, see w- what the final boss is, and uh, I'm also just really hoping that uh, I mean I think there will be because on their tree I'm hoping that you know I get to fight Narwin Abushi again because I just want to fight a, a better version of them. But it looks like they have more weapons, so I'm assuming I will. Uh, oh yeah, the weapon tree kind of blatantly tells you that, doesn't it? The weapon tree kind of like spoils it, right? Yeah, but I'm yeah. fine. I'm okay. fine with that. Yeah. That no. said, it's, yeah, I mean, it's no big deal. This is uh, every monster in the game is pretty much the same as far as that goes. Like the weapon tree is always going to show you, like yeah, yeah, which is cool. This, this right. upgrade, so something is coming. I'm happy to see that there is going to be another Narwhal in, in a Bushi fight. The only thing I don't know about, and honestly, if you know, you can just tell me, uh. Because I know the Rampagers are gone, but do we get Master Rank Apex fights? Because I still want to fight Apex Rathalos. Like, he's a cool fucking monster. Uh, so you mean the Apexes that were in Rise? Yeah. No, not that I know of. Uh, as yeah. far as I, I hope am, they get added in like a title update as like. A, yeah, I'm on I Master Rank. Like, Go ahead. Because Apex Diablos, they, Apex, they had new. They, well, they had new moves. Like they had moves that regular Rathalos doesn't do. Yeah. Uh, or regular Diablos doesn't do. And they're like, really cool moves too. The Apex Diablos, from what I've heard, is based off of like Bloodbath Diablos, where yep. he does a roar and then immediately after roaring, he charges you. Like he doesn't give you time to wait. Like he roars and immediately charges you. And Apex Diablos does that, and that's a cool fucking move. But yeah, uh, and Apex Rathalos is based off of Dread King Rathalos, and he does like those crazy fireballs. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm on Master Rank like 65 or something, let's say, because I'm on my way to 70. And there's still I forgot about the Apexes actually until you just said that. I completely forgot about them. Yeah. Like I really and everything. They might be in the game, but maybe what might happen. And here's a, here's my I had this gripe with Rise's Apexes. I don't like that they don't have their own armor. They don't have armor, which is that's my one of my biggest hopes was that in Sunbreak 
even though they're not bringing back rampages, whatever, those Apex fights are still their own fights on their own. So I was really hoping like we'd, we'd get to fight Apex Rathalos in Master Rank, and they would finally give him armor. And I'm just going to say this. I hope that if they do bring them back, that we at least have armor specific to these Apex monsters, because I don't, I have no, I'm going to tell you right now, I have no incentive to fight them if they yeah, don't yeah. have armor. I don't want to carve one part of, like, oh, Diablo's Hardhorn or Apex Hardhorn or whatever. I don't want to just get this one piece that just does this one niche thing in the entire game, and the yeah. entire fight outside of that is just kind of regular Diablo's parts and stuff. That just seems like a waste to me. I'm I'm kind of tired of that. So, I think I forgot about them because to me, that was one of the worst parts of Rise is the Apex is just, they were cool in Rampages, but then it got to the point where we were fighting them outside of Rampages and I got excited thinking, oh, I'm fighting this monster outside of Rampage. He must have armor and weapons now. Yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah, yeah. that happened with a title update. There was like a, not a title update, but that happened with a, an update. Yeah, they added, they added, yeah. And I was excited for that and nothing came of it. It was like, oh, you can just fight this outside of a Rampage so you can just get to it faster, right? Like you're just fighting the monster faster, I guess. It's, you know, it sucks because at the end of the day, right, it's fun fight. The game's fun, so yes. it is fun fighting the monsters. But it also sucks because, like, for example, Apex Arzuros, right? All of Arzuros' parts, like, he gives you all regular Arzuros parts, <laughs> except for, like, his one Apex part. Yeah, I know what What's frustrating about. about that is that <laughs> Arzuros' parts can't even be used in melding. Yes. So there's no fucking point. Like, if I fight Apex, if I just fight a Rathalos, if I made all the Rathalos armor and all of his weapons... It's still fun fighting Rathalos in general, and it's not a waste because all of Rathalos's parts I can use in melding. Right. But like Apex Arzuros, there's no reason to fucking fight him ever because there's nothing I get. There's no armor. There's no weapon. Nothing. Like it's just. But it's frustrating because it is a cool fight, and I want to fight him, but it it feels pointless to fight. Yeah, that's the there's thing for me. I re- my incentive to fight monsters is directly linked to getting something from them. Like the quest clear screen is a dopamine rush for me. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like when I clear a quest and I get to that end screen and I see everything. If if people were watching me play that first night, uh, when I would get to my end screen, I actually was just staring at the parts on every monster I beat. I would read every single one. I was like, oh wow, cool. Uh, Arzuros uh, fur, right? Like you know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah. reading. I was I don't know why, but I just enjoyed seeing the new parts and just taking that in. That's just cool, man. I, I was like slowly that too. going like, oh, hard hard monster bone and all. Like I was just slowly going through every little thing I got. Sovereign jewel, like oh, what's that? And just that for me is like an entire rush in itself. And so once you do an apex and you realize that they're all the same in the sense that you get to the rewards and the rewards are the basic part of the monsters, and then you just get this one new thing. It just, I don't know. It didn't, Even it didn't if they wanted to keep it that way, which would be annoying. Even if they wanted to keep it that way, I'd be fine. Like, I'm just going to use Rathalos as the example. Let's say it's all Rathalos parts, but there's like the one Apex Blaze Sack is what I think it was called. Yeah, it was called that. Give, give us Apex Rathalos armor and just make the armor take all regular Rathalos parts, but every single piece takes like the Apex Blaze Sack. Yes. So it's like, that would be cool. You need five Apex Blaze Sacks and then the rest are just Rathalos pieces. So here's the, other, here's the other reason why that whole thing about them not including armor and weapons is stupid and a little lazy. Uh, in Monster Hunter for you, the one that's on 3DS, one of the two that's on 3DS, that game, the Apex monsters, well, they were at that time they were just called variants. Those those monsters all had armor, like Dread King Rathalos, yeah. Dread Queen Raytheon, like Thunder Lord Zanogar, They all had armor and. Their armor was overtuned. 
Dread King Rathalos is all I wore in for you. Once I got that armor, I was like, holy shit, this is broken. It had like yeah, weakness yeah. exploit, attack boost, large at the time, which is basically attack boost seven. It had uh, earplugs, so you couldn't hear anything. It had windproof, so you couldn't feel anything. And it had like more stuff too. It had no slots though. That was the thing. Those armors yeah. had no slots, but they were overtuned as fuck. And it had this secret ability that the game didn't even tell you about, but you were the unburnt, like Daenerys Targaryen. If ever you got hit by a fireball or anything, you just literally could never be burnt. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird because, like, they didn't give us any, like, variant armors. Now, you know, in Sunbreak, we have, like, Blood Orange Bishatin or Magma Almudron and, uh, you know, the various variants that we have, Somnicanth, and mm -hmm. they all have their own armors. Thank God. Yes. Which is really cool. Yes, yes, yes. So, I don't know, I just really hope that in an update... Um, if it's not already in the game, like maybe it's fucking master rank hundred and Fraser's not there. Yet. Yeah, it could, they could totally be in the game and I'm just not far enough. And that's, but that's if, cool. If it's not, I really hope they add the apex fights back in. Cause at the end of the day, apex Diablos, for example, has really cool mechanics. Uh, and he's yeah, a cool they're fight. a different fight. They don't feel yeah, they, like fighting a Diablos from, and that Diablos are different. <laughs> yeah. So I want to fight a master rank version of that Diablos, but I also want to get Apex Diablo saw like black armor with like these red yeah. scars in it or something. Like that so, would be sick. Speaking of armor, one of the cool things is that um Kennedy actually didn't know that they would actually change the physical appearance of all of the armors. Yeah, because low rank and high rank armor looks looks the same. So I just kind of assumed that master rank armor would look the same but just be better. Uh so I was really hyped to see that they look now some monsters like I think Lagambi's armor is exactly the same, for example. <laughs> yeah. Um they didn't even bother. But, but a lot of the monsters' armor is different, like Rathalos, Diablos. Ty like, for example, I think low high rank Tiger X's armor looks fuck so corny. It's so trash looking. It's not interesting or cool looking at all. But master rank Tiger X armor is so sick. He looks like he just looks like a, a villain in Yu Hakusho or something. Yeah, like, he looks he really cool. So I, I really like the master rank armors and that the fact that they look different. It also adds a lot of cool options when you get layered armor because now. You can, like, let's say you just want to wear, like, a full Rathalos look, but you can you can still even mix and match it with, like, Master Rank Rathalos arms, but, like, High Rank Rathalos helmet. Or, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Even you can mix like and match really High Rank cool. and, and uh, G Rank. You did the same thing in Iceborne, too. You would layer, like, certain parts of the G Rank I just didn't like for some of the layered armor, so I would yeah, mix yeah. and match where I like certain things at. And that is something that's really cool about it, that they redesigned every armor that's relevant for G Rank. So Mizetsune's like, G-rank armor looks really cool to me. Uh, like you said, everything with a cape. So Tigrex, the, the mask yeah, yeah, is, the of course. Capes, the capes look sick. Right now, my character literally looks like a Marine Admiral from One Piece. I yeah, I that, can't wait to get that I have that off. jacket. Have... The Marine jacket with the sleeves hanging off. And when you, yeah. like, when I charge Greatsword and my jacket is, like, fucking flying behind <laughs> me. It just, like, Monster Hunter is so cool, man. I just feel so fucking anime when I'm playing it. It's really fun. I mean, you're fighting a giant mon like once again, like you're fighting a giant monster, and you're like this little guy. I mean, you're broken. You're unfair yes. as well. But yes. <laughs> I always say that we're the real monsters. We are. We are. It's it's cool. I, I really like a lot of what they added. All the armors and the armors are fucking overtuned. Like even from the gate. Like I was like, I yo, these like, master the armors are arms wild. Start the Velocipray, game off. Yes. Those were, that was the first armor piece I made. Velocipray arms, I was like, yo, these are good. Yeah, and some of the armors, they kept the skills exactly the same, but what they did was give them more slots. 
yeah, more slots, or they gave him like one extra little comfort skill. Yep. So I thought that um, that was cool to me because some of the things were already overtuned. For example, Teostra's helmet. It's yeah, a, so it's, I, it's I don't know what over-tuned. it's going to do because I haven't fought Teostra's yet, but Teostra's helmet was already it was already good. overtuned. So I'm, I can't wait to see what it does. I'm sure it's not going to do much more because I see the balancing of what they did with the other pieces. They probably just give it something a little extra, but it was already amazing. It was already so. overtuned. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just the same thing. It's just it's like, this is an overtuned piece of armor. We're not about to give you guys like, oh, it had three crit eye and crit boost. We're not about to give you guys three crit eye and three crit boost. Like, what do you want? Yeah, that's it's, what I it's want. It's already an overtuned piece of armor. So like stuff like that, they kept those, I feel like tame, but then certain things I just feel like... <laughs> Like, Rathalos' waist went from two attack boost to two attack boost, all of the windproof, and also yeah. and also one level of crit boost. I'm like, what the fuck happened to this waist? Yeah, because Rathalos' waist, it's not that it was unplayable, but there was no reason to ever use it, because, yeah. like, Anjanath's waist was super overtuned. Yes. And, and so, like, in base rise, honestly, like, if you weren't using Valstrax, you were just using... Like, if you weren't using full Valstrax, you were probably using Anjanath Waste. Yeah. If it was a mix set, you used Anjanath Waste. Uh, but now, like, there's a lot more playable things like, where you can mix and match armors and do a lot of different things. Like like you said, Rathalos' Waste is so fucking good. Like, all of the Windproof is there, which is just a great extra skill to have. Yeah. The attack boost, the crit boost, and then I don't remember what the slots are on it, but the slots slot. are good, too. Yeah, so... There's a level 2 slot. So, basically, it has... Two attack boosts and crit boosts, which is three levels of efficiency as far as good skills go. And then you can add a fourth good skill. So it's just four pieces of efficiency in one waste, which is blatantly now a lot better than Ajanaf's waste because Ajanaf's waste is just a level four slot and two level one slots, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, and but it, but it still has, you know, two levels of attack boost. And which, that's, that's it though, right? Yeah, I think there's like some other random skill on there. I don't remember. I don't, but it's I don't, a four one one. What's cool about Ajanaf's waste though. I think that waste is going to be broken again come the updates. So that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that it's not good right now, but I think it'll be a lot better once the update comes out and we start getting more decorations. Because in Iceborne, there's level 4 decorations that are like Attack Deco 4. Once that comes out? Yeah, that'll change change Ajanath's waste to being better than Rathalos's again, but right now, Rathalos's waste is just like, for the most part, is strictly better unless you really need to level 1 slots, which a lot of times... Like you, you kind of do sometimes. So if you need grinder yeah, or whatever, yeah. um, well, level one slots are relevant. But uh, for me, Rathalos's waste has been like crazy. Like Luna Garen's helmet is really, really good. Two crit eye, yeah. one wire bug whisperer, two level two <laughs> slots. So for me, some people look at that and say, "Oh, that's four levels of efficiency because they don't count wire bug whisperer." But wire bug whisperer in Sunbreak is a very relevant skill, and I try to get it on all of my armors as much as I can now because it's, it's nice. so much better than it used to be. I think Anjanath Waste, just as a side, it's, for Greatsword specifically, it's still really good because you can put the focus, the level four focus deco in it, which yep. is two levels of focus. So like, but there's not really any other decos that, uh, yeah, I will say this at the moment. as far as focus goes, uh, two things, <laughs> focus, you know, focus is good, but they also made some armors now that are so yeah, outrageous. Yeah, yeah. That they literally give you all of your focus, all three of it, and a real slot on top of it. Like I can see if it was like, oh, this gives you focus three, but then you don't have like slots, right? Like that would yeah, be yeah, yeah. that would be a you know that's fair. And rise, that would be like, okay, sure. 
In this game, there's literal pieces of armor that are like focus level three, another skill, and slots. Blatantly. Yeah, it's it, pretty wild. It's kind of scary. Like, the armors are so outrageously efficient now, but I shouldn't act surprised because every single Monster Hunter game, every G rank, I loaded up my Monster Hunter 4U data. I still have my collector's edition of Monster Hunter 4U 3DS. And on my game, I have a ton of loadouts because that's just all, I've always been a guy who played a ton of weapons and a ton of loadouts. I was looking at my loadouts, and when you go to the skills, there's fucking so much shit going on. Like there's so much shit going on. Weakness exploit, Dude. attack up large, windproof, uh, status attack up, just everything. Like stamina reduction down, all these skills, tons of skills. Man, I'm trying to. Uh, I just had something I was going to say about like skills and stuff, and I lost it. Um. It just randomly disappeared on me. I, yeah, I don't remember. I know, what it was. I know that feel. It fucking, it, I dropped it. I dropped the ball on that. But, uh, I, well, I, I have something to say if you don't. Good. So I was going to say ahead. in the demo, I fought Malzano and I posted my run, uh, on our I Am There podcast YouTube page. When I did that run, when I was fighting, uh, Malzano, and it took me a good amount of time to get used to him and, like, get, you know, get the hunt done because they only give you fucking 15 minutes, I think. Uh, and that's the real difficulty. Like, he is hard. Do not get me wrong. He hits very hard. But what I thought was, I was like, oh, this is just how it is in a demo. I genuinely thought that he hits hard in the demo, like super hard, because you don't have your own armor. And when I get into the real game and I get my own shit, he's going to hit me and I'll be able to, like, take a hit. And that is not the case. Uh, in the real game, Malzano is actually still difficult. Like, he still hits very hard. Just like the demo, actually, even with my armor being really high and upgraded to the max and all that good stuff, this motherfucker still hits me for 60 to 70 percent of my health with every little attack. And then his blood blight is extremely annoying and the flash stepping nonsense like that. Yeah, dude, the teleport is so sick. It's cool the way he wraps. He envelops himself in his like claws, his wings and like Dracula. He does like a Dracula pose and then you hear the sound of the flash step. It is so epic. He yeah, is, he play, and then he fucking he like sh- shoots his tail at it like the way he like severs his tail out is so like yeah sick. it makes this noise too this very met- metallic noise like this cling uh, you can hear it he kind of throws his his tail at you like it's a sword it sounds really cool it reminds me of Glavinus actually like a better version of Glavinus but I think his design is so cool uh he's very unique no other monster I've ever seen teleports on purpose back in the old days when we played PSP. When four people would be playing, the monsters would teleport all the time because of connection issues. And that yeah, shit used, yeah, to be, yeah. it used to be hilarious. We would start laughing like, oh my God, he just teleported. It was like, did you see that? It's like, no, he didn't do it on my screen. So that was funny. But now we actually have a monster that blatantly does it. It's built into him. And he has all these moves that he does out of teleport. It's kind of funny. It reminds me of a fighting game character. It's like, what can you do out of teleport? <laughs> and uh, there's one that I hate in particular. It's the one where he slams. He teleports, he appears above you, and he just slams to the ground. And it's a huge radius. It's a huge circle. It's extremely hard to dodge. If you're in any kind of attack commitment, you are getting hit. The other thing about it that's really annoying is that it does so much fucking damage. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think it also inflicts blood blight. So it's a wildly overtuned move for the monsters, which I love. They have overtuned moves themselves. But yes, Malzeno is a great fight. His music is some of the best music I've ever heard in any monster in a game. Literally, I have it playing in my lobbies. Just that shit's just customized, customized BGM. Miles ain't no I uh, I just remembered what I wanted to say. Um, something I like about something else I like about this game is I like the nods to like 
them knowing, them clearly knowing what was good and hearing what the community was saying, for example, they know what armor pieces were overtuned uh, and, like, to not go overboard with them, right? Like, Anjanas Waste, for example. Something else I like, though, and this is, like, kind of specific, is I feel like they knew what people were using pieces for. So, for example, there's the Skull Head. The Skull Head had, in Rise, uh, level 3 slot and Fortify, which Fortify is just, like, if you die, you come back with boosted stats, right? Um, so nobody really used it for that skill. They used it for the level 3 slot that it had. And what I remember seeing online is everybody used it for Handicraft. They all put Handicraft in that level 3 slot. The Skull Mask in Master Rank just has Handicraft on it. And now it has a level 4 slot. But it, it just has Handicraft on it, which is so, like, why would it, like, there's no reason why I would have that. Except for the fact that, like, they looked at the fact that everybody, everybody put Handicraft in this piece of armor, and they just threw it on. They were like, alright, it has Handicraft too. The other interesting thing is that for Blade Masters, level 3 decorations are not relevant. They're not. They're really not. We actually only use level twos and level ones. So handicraft is probably one of the only skills outside of offensive guard for very niche weapons though, right? So that's only niche like gun lance and lance. You use offensive guard, which is a level three deco. Outside of that, it's just handicraft. So to me, it's like yes, the devs did put in what it was blatantly used for, but they also put in like the only relevant thing they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if I if, if I'm correct, they also made it a level four slot, which I definitely the think level four going slot forward, the crazy. level four slot is yeah. yeah. So they they upgraded from a three to a four, and then like they added handicraft just on the armor itself, which I just I thought it was cute. It's I probably it gonna cute. get out of hand too, because again, going back to Iceborne, handicraft gets a level four deco, and I forget if it gives two or three levels, but I think it gives three levels though. That shit is wild. That is just a wild time. Like that that entire. The entire thing with the level four decos, I, I guess they're not going to bring it back. I still don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll make a new type of end game where you can fuse decos together. Because in Iceborne, level four decos could be two different skills. It could literally yeah, yeah, be yeah. weakness exploit, recovery up, right? Stuff like that. Attack boost plus uh, recovery speed up. Stuff like so. I'm hoping that maybe they will bring that back, but just do it differently because in Iceborne, when you did a hunt, you got your decoration at the end of a hunt. They were like randomly given to you at the end of a hunt and then you made talismans. You could craft any talisman. So you can craft a, a critical eye level five talisman blatantly. And it yeah, took a yeah. while. It took a lot of shit to make that thing, but you could make that. And that's what your end game was, grinding, making my talisman. But then you had to hunt to get decorations. And depending on what you hunted, depending on the chance, the percentage chance of getting uh, certain types of decorations. So like hunting elder dragons give you a higher chance of getting, let's say, attack deco level four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that like I really want to see if they bring back the two skill decorations is what I'm getting at. That'd be interesting. I um I'm not sure I based on what they have in the current game, I feel as though what they would do is just like the decorations are beefed versions of the skills they already are. So like Attack the it'll be a four a level four deco for attack and it'll just give like two points of attack instead of one or something. They had those two um, though. That's why. Yeah, they had, they so had maybe, both. Yeah. They literally would have attack. They had attack deco that gave you two attack, but then he also had a level four slot attack deco that would be attack attack plus uh, flinchery. It would just have flinchery. Yeah, yeah. There would be one attack with recovery up, and then you could. That'd so your cool. your armor got really really efficient. 
you would just end up with all these gratuitous skills like attack boost decos that had grinder on them that's broken yeah 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 that's just broken like it's just like such an efficient piece of uh armor like it would be be cool too to see like the color of it like because like attack boost normal is like a two deco and then like speed sharpening is a one so if you could like make it if you could make it like a deco level three yeah. and it's like red with the red prongs and then like a, a yellow prong, yeah. I don't know, little shit like that, I think is cool. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'm just wondering if they're going to bring those back. Because the first thing I thought when I saw the four slots, I was like, oh shit, it's back. But then yeah. I saw how we make them and it's completely different. And I was like, oh, I wonder now. Something that I think they made, one of the ones, I don't I'm sure I still have to unlock more, but I think in general defense decos weren't really used like getting defense level seven wasn't really used you need like seven level one slots but they made a level four defense jewel that gives five levels of defense on just that and i think that's kind of fucking crazy like that seems like it's probably relevant especially with how much harder the monsters hit like if you can get five levels of defense in a single decoration slot it's a level four deck of slot, but like, yeah, the fact that it's level four, but it gives five levels of defense is so the, uh, cool. the devs are always aware. Like, so they know that there are people like me out there. They know we exist. I will never use defensive skills like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll never use defense boost. Right. I even hate having to use a Vedic sender, but like literally, if you can't dodge attacks, like I, you give me no choice. But as far as like trying to take less damage by saying I'm going to get hit is something that they know certain people like me and there's a lot of us we will never ever use it but it's funny because there's a group of people who love defensive sets and they have their yeah, entire yeah. community and I, i'm in facebook groups and stuff and like people post like what they call immortal builds and this has been a thing forever yeah. Moss Hunter's always had a group of people who love posting their immortal builds and people they get hundreds of comments they talk about it and there's all kinds of crazy skills that support like oh you literally can't die in fact in world I won't say anything about specifics on what it was, what armor it was and stuff like that and what it gave, but there was an armor set that you could make that you could leave your controller forever and have your game playing and the mo- be in a room with a monster and you can't die. You literally can't die. And there's a YouTube video of the guy just like, I'm going to leave this video running for, let's say, 15 minutes. That should be re- That's a reasonable amount of time for me not to touch my controller. You, my character will be standing there and I will not die. So That's insane. Tank- tanks are real. And I'm glad that they're blatantly supporting tank meta because the fact that people want to play like that is that's fine. Like people like playing Lance. I look down on Lance users, but that's, you know, it, do your yeah. thing. Enjoy, enjoy that. Enjoy being a, yeah. a defensive player. I think it's cool to, you know, have all the different play styles. I also think that I could see, I don't even have all the armors yet, but I could see there being a situation where like you have a level four slot and like, instead of putting, uh, a level two deco in there you could be like you know what maybe i'll just put the defense in there because that's like a shit ton of defense for this one slot yeah. and it's like you know why not yeah but, so, uh, some people will definitely run that yeah it, it's i mean that's a that's a cool. very efficient decoration so yeah i think i could be wrong but i think baroth's helmet has a level four slot and two levels of defense on it and like two levels of attack so like baroth's helmet alone could give you defense seven well, if that's like the, cool. yeah, if that's the case, then that, okay, so if that's the, stuff like that, I feel like it's so outrageously efficient if you could just do that with one piece of armor. Like, if one piece of armor could give you attack two, defense seven, I don't care well, what. And it has offensive guard, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I used, I used Barrel, but I used only, like, the parts that don't have defense, like the, you know, just, the, yeah. I just use it for the offensive guard stuff, because his shit is, for some reason, I don't know what's going on, but Barrel's armor is very overtuned as well. 
out of nowhere. I actually spent an hour and a half on stream with my friend Ty, just trying to get him Baroth crest or chin or whatever. I think it's the yeah, it's the it's the headpiece. So it's like his crest thing, his headpiece, his crown. Yeah, you have Baroth to like crown. actually break the head with a hammer or something. Yes, and we couldn't do it, and but I kept getting them. So I was like, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's a glitch. I put on part breaker level three, and he used stickies and part breaker, and it literally would not break. But I got five of them in an hour and a half, and he got zero. And then eventually, after our sixth or seventh hunt, we finally got it. And I kept on... The hunts were taking like a little bit longer because I would go and get a monster, and I would bring it to the thing, and I would get the 10 shinies and all that stuff. And I, and every time he didn't get it, and I would get like one or two at the end of the quest, I was like, you know what? Let's do it again. Like, if somebody needs a part, I'm that kind of person that I'll just yeah, yeah, keep yeah. hunting the monster over and over and over and over until like they get it. If somebody really wants Magnamalo's orb, we'll just fight Magnamalo until they get it. Whatever. Yeah, like I, I will literally sit there repetitively because I used to do it on the steps as a kid. So for me, it's just nostalgic to the repetition of Monster Hunter, I think is the best part of it. Like someone asked me recently, did you beat Monster Hunter yet? And I sent back like, yes, but that's not quite how this game works. It'd be the equivalent of saying, did you beat the Elite Four yet? Like, sure, I did, but that's not where Pokemon ends. That should that shouldn't yeah, yeah. be where that should not be where Pokemon ends for you. You shouldn't beat the it, Elite Four in Pokemon and then turn your game off and say, I beat Pokemon, that's it. It is interesting because there are different kinds of gamers. There's people that, and I know this happened even in Rise. I remember seeing it on Reddit. But there's people that <laughs> beat the story mode of Monster Hunter Rise, and they were like, okay, I beat Monster Hunter Rise, and they were done playing the game. And that is wild to me. Bro, there are people posting I, screenshots of, they're like Hunter doing poses and like their weapons and their equipment. Like, this is what I beat the game with. And it's like, this was a great game. And they're saying that shit in past tense, which is weird to me. Yeah, yeah like, like they're done. And I'm like, well, I remember in Base Rise, and it's going to be the same for Sunbreak, I beat the game, and that was like maybe 10% of my total playtime. <laughs> yeah, literally now, because you have 600 hours, literally, yeah. yes, that is like probably less than 10% of your actual playtime at this point. So it's weird, and this is not a shot at anyone asking that I beat the game, because a lot of people, the person who asked me, he does not play Monster Hunter. So yeah, 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 yeah. he might not know like how it works, but it's a collector's kind of, it's a collecting kind of game. It's It's like Pokemon in a sense that the real point of the game is to catch them all. The real point of the game is to make all the armor sets you want, make all the weapons you want, make yeah, all the yeah. layered armor you want, make your hunter as cool as possible, and just be badass in your hunts. Yeah, and that's my goal. Like, my that collector's energy, it's like, beating the game's not enough. Like, my favorite weapon's Greatsword. And I did this before Sunbreak. I will do it in Sunbreak. I'm making every Greatsword. I made every Greatsword before Sunbreak came out. I will make every Greatsword in Sunbreak. I'll make every single armor set. I'll make every layered armor. I'll make, and then I'll get, and then I, ideally I want to make like every hammer too, because that's my secondary weapon. Mm -hmm. But that's the point. Even though half the great swords in, in fucking base rise, 98% of the great swords were unplayable and I never used them. Yeah. I still made them all because like, that's the fun of the game. It's like, oh, I'm a great sword master. And yeah, I want to well, like fight it, all these monsters and get the parts and shit. I was going to speak to that. So Monster Hunter is really. And I guess this is probably the case for every game ever, but in Monster Hunter, everyone who plays it plays for different reasons, right? So yeah. there's there's a, a community that I consider to be like a little strange, and we just talked about them, the people who beat the game, and by beat the game, they fight the last boss, and then after that, they're done. Like, they completely say, okay, that monster's defeated, I watched the ending. They, don't even, they can't even make his armor yet. No, and they think they're like, that's the end, like, I did it. And they, they, get, they pay $60 to do that. Uh, that's wild. 
And but those people exist. There's a lot of them. Like what Kenny said and what I said, they're not few and far in between. There are tons of people. I could pull up a screenshot right now from Facebook of somebody, many people actually posting like, hey, I beat it. The ending was beautiful. I love that. And I'm just like, huh. But yeah. then people like Kenny exist who want to collect like every one of a weapon, right? And then there's people like me. So what the fun for me and my center, and I know that my community is also out there, is I like collecting all of the meta sets. Like when you look at my yeah, loadouts, yeah, yeah. when you look at my loadouts from Rise, like now that I'm streaming, people can actually see my setups and stuff. But like I have a page of long swords and they're all like meta builds. And then I have a page of gray swords and they're all meta builds. And then I have a page of swords and shields and hunting horns and so forth and so on. Yeah. So I, I won't do that for every weapon, but I like in base rise, I did that for great sword, hammer, sword and shield. And then for hunting horn, I just made like a healing hunting horn. And then yeah. long sword, I very specifically, I looked it up. I like, I knew what the meta long swords were, but I really wanted to just use the Kamora's inheritance long sword. Yeah. Like that's the long sword I wanted to use. So there actually is like an uh, a legit like Kamora's inher- inheritance build, and I was like, all right, and I just made that long sword build. Yeah. And I was like, that's my long sword build. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it's broken in Sunbreak too. That I, that's that's going to be my long sword. Whenever I play long sword, I use that sword. But uh, but yeah, for great sword, like I had all that stuff, and I'll have it again. I can't wait. I'm gonna have hopefully, assuming it's not completely irrelevant. I'm gonna have like actual elemental great sword loadouts set up. Yep. You hope that the Kimura stuff is broken, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know. What, what is that? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what Fraser's. I can't tell if Fraser's saying it's terrible or it's way too good. Like, oh, I can't man. Tell. I can't wait. I can't wait. You're but, so close. No, I'm not talking about the normal Kimura stuff. I'm, you, you know, the, there's no, a specific no, longsword. I know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Fugans. Yeah, yeah. That longsword. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, when you said, when you said Kimura, I just immediately thought, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's it. That's okay. all I got. That's all I got. That is all I got well, for you, King. Well. But yeah, the, you know, the game is great. There's a lot to do. And uh we love doing it. So I am in a you know, I'm in the end game right now. And for me, so it's interesting. Whereas one guy put the game down, he's posting screenshots. I just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the last two days, I have just started playing this game because I, I beat it and now I'm at the end game portion and I'm grinding my master rank. So that I can unlock all the quests. So I have every monster playable. And then I'm choosing and picking the armor. Cause I don't, I don't build every armor. I just build all of the ones that I need for my meta sets. Cause meta sets are like, I'm such a min maxer. I love it. Uh, the other thing is decor, um, not decorations, talismans. So I'm in, I'm at the state where I slowly am starting to feel comfortable melding now because I have a ton of like parts finally, but I was holding all of my parts really close to the chest. Even when I unlocked the new melding, I was like, I still need these pieces because I haven't made the armors that I want yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to, I was like, I'm I not think... going to meld them away yet until I feel like I'm comfortable enough to say, okay, well, Gossarag, I've made Gossarag's helm, which is his helm is broken. I was like, I made Gossarag's helm. Now I can just like use Gossarag's parts to meld. I feel comfortable doing that now. I think what I'm probably going to do is like, I'll try to meld. I, you know, whatever pieces I think I can just meld as soon as I unlock the melding, and yeah. then because you can only use mastering stuff, so it's the stuff that yeah. you would use to make weapons and armor still. And In my head, it's just yeah. like if I if I meld away all my royal Ludroth shit, I, I'm, I'll just go kill another. And I need, I happen to need, I'll just go kill him. Like I'll kill royal. You know what's Ludroth, funny about I'll that? Okay. So yesterday we had to kill a couple of royal Ludroths because 
I, I, I just killed like three before before the podcast today. I just killed like three royal Ludroths because I needed them to bridge into Garen Gold. That's so. what it, so I, Xavier. I told him because his weapon was from high rank, right? And so it had 188 attack, I think, which is like for high rank that's broken. But I yeah. literally told him Garen Gold when you get the master rank three has 330 attack, mm-hmm. which is so much more. So one, and the, and then the slots are just not okay. Yeah, I was like, I can't express how much stronger this weapon is than everything in Rise completely. Like, you would beat every speed run playing poorly if you went in a high rank with that weapon, and yeah. like you would you would destroy the speed runs with that weapon. So Man. it's just it's just kind of funny that uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I think that that now that I wonder. So we were wondering about. I guess we weren't wondering, but I noticed that you can't use high rank materials for melding. And now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense because I can kill Narwa in probably a minute now. Yeah, I mean, you could probably kill her super fast. I just wish I wish you could use even low rank materials, as stupid as it is. But they it like they would just be one point, like one melding point. Sure. You know what I mean? At like, that point, we would just keep them. You know, yeah, we yeah. Just, we know we would just keep them. But I get yeah. what you're saying. Your, your point is that. You wish that they just scaled them down. So, like, this is a low rank piece. It doesn't count for many points. It's just some points. And then high rank is obviously more. And then obviously master rank is a ton. And maybe melding yeah. in master rank just takes more threat. Like, the threshold goes up. So, I think in high rank, what was the threshold? Like, 100 per meld, let's say. You needed like 100 points per, like, per talisman. talisman yeah. I think. So, let's say it's yeah. that. Even if we're just making up these numbers, these are arbitrary numbers. But let's say it was 100. Maybe at master rank, okay. So, instead of taking 100, it takes 200. And points are worth like low rank is worth very little of course and then high rank is worth less than it was so like narwa stuff that was worth 75 is now only worth 50 i dude i'll go even further i'll, I'll you can make it worth fucking seven you can make like oh, okay. you can make it almost irrelevant yeah. but i just like but the fact that it's an option yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i think that would be cool the the thing that I, i'm not too mad though that we can't use the old parts only because like i said this yesterday to you but I find myself needing to make other weapons yeah. from low rank and high rank anyway. So it's a good yeah. thing that I have a store of monster parts that I can just, oh, I need to get to this weapon and it. I have to start from the low rank version of it. So I can just do that. Now, the, the thing is, so I actually still have to fight uh, high rank Basil Goose because he's one of the newest monsters that come out in Rise, right? Like he's literally, I think, in the last patch or the second to the last patch, one of those. And... I don't have a lot of his parts because of that. Like I fought him a couple times. I got what I needed from him. And then that's kind of it. He's not really like the funnest fight for me. So I just didn't fight him that much. So I don't have a lot of his stuff, but I wanted to make, I already made his long sword. His long sword is crazy. 330 attack, uh, like 20 something blast white sharpness. And every level of handicraft gives you purple. So I just use one handicraft and then I use three protective polish and I have purple sharp. So I have purple sharpness, 330 attack blast. And it has negative affinity that I take out with three crit eye, and then I put decos in there to give me maximite level three and everything. So at the end of the day, I get like 90% affinity. And it's just such a nice longsword. It is so broken, and blast has been buffed. It does like 200 damage per tick. So there's a lot going on with that. But now I want to make his hunting horn. I think we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Xavier uses hunting horns. So we have a hunting horn player in the group now. And it's kind of cool because we were looking through the hunting horns, and I still Outside of the last bosses, maybe, Basil Goose's Hunting Horn is crack. It had attack up. <laughs> it had attack up, health regeneration large, and earplugs. 
Yep. And then it also had, of course, white sharpness. Any level handicraft gave it gave it purple. Any level. And then I think the attack of it was 310, but they always lowered the attack on hunting horns to have the attack up song. Because they factored that yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So like if every weapon has 330 for Basic Goose, the hunting horn will always have 310 or 320 because of the attack up song. And yeah. then and then it has, of course, negative affinity again that you can just take out. Uh and then I think it has a slot. Maybe, maybe not. I forget. But it's a very, very good piece of equipment. And now we already know that Seething Basic Goose is coming out like in a month. Yeah. I'm just assuming his weapons are going to be overtuned as fuck as well because he's I'm, just a better version of the base monster. Oh, man. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Seething Bait. I'm excited for even Lucid Nargakuga. I'm excited for the fight because it's a new monster, but, you know, I hope his weapons suck. <laughs> Bro, I said this. I'm, I'm, just, a, I'm a Nargakuga. I'm, I'm, just because of Rise, I'm a Nargakuga weapons hater. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like we're going to get trolled and I think his weapons are going to be broken as fuck and they're going to be meta. Yeah. Be, be, and, I, and I already said my logic to you, but I think it's because they were blatantly meta and everyone complained about them in Rise. And I think they were like, oh, you guys didn't like that? Well, here's the same weapons, but not loose in Narcuga, whatever that means. Yeah, it's... Can I ask you... Me, I, I was going to say, can I ask you what is your favorite uh, monster out of all the new monsters in the game? I think there's like 17 or something. Out of all the mo- all the new monsters in the the game so far, so there's gonna be a ton more added with the, all the title updates every every month. But right yeah. now, all the monsters that you've hunted so far, like what's your favorite? We got Garengon, we got Lunagaren, we got Malzino. You mean specifically the the monsters new to the update? New to the update, not new to Monster Hunter altogether, because that's yeah, a different question. New like, to the update monsters. Like, yeah, new um, to Sunbreak, new to Rise. Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, let me think. Ah. Uh... It's probably the crabs. <laughs> oh my it's god! Probably, it's probably the crabs. This guy is insane. All right, well, mine is Miles I know because, like, why? <laughs> why wouldn't it be? But like, yeah, the crabs, are, the crabs, <laughs> fuck the crabs, man. <laughs> Something about it I find to be so funny, but they are funny know. creatures. They're, they're kind of they're just. Have, is it me or do they have like a kind of comedy to them? They're fu- yeah, they're kind of funny. Like I when I fight them, I I laugh. Like I enjoy fighting them. They're silly. I like how they like because they're crabs. I like how they walk sideways. Yeah, and, like, try to smack you. Yeah, and shit. Th- there is a I level of actual comedy to the crabs. Like they were designed, I think, to be funny. I mean, granted, that is how actual crabs are. But who the fuck would think that in Monster Hunter you fight giant crabs? Like it's just yeah. But for real, for real, I think out of everything I've fought so far. The the absolute coolest monster to me is probably Espionos. Okay. I think Espionos, like in terms of like sheer out of all the new monsters, out of like the one that's the fucking coolest, legit, and not just like crab funny, is probably Espionos. Uh, I love his design, his look. Like he looks like if Raytheon and Rathalos had a baby that was that's, way better than both of them. That's what I was thinking. He is. I mean, he literally has their properties, and he has that green going, but then he has, like, the poison spikes. He looks really cool. Yeah, I he's thought- sick. He just looks, like, vicious. He's sick. I love the fact that his fire looks a little different, and, like, his fire poisons and paralyzes you. Uh, he's a hard fight. He's cool. I like the the lore around him. Like, I like the little intro cutscenes, and I, I like that every time we start a hunt, he's sleeping, and, like, he's just a fucked up monster. He's the also monster muscular. Monsters are scared of. He's you notice what? that he's muscular. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he's, notice that yeah. he's he's more diesel than when you look at the skeleton, the body of Rathalos and Raytheon, right? They're pretty slender compared to mm-hmm. how thick he's a thick boy. Like he has some meat on his bones. He, he does, he does. So he's probably like if I really look at all the monsters so far, and the one that just I think's the coolest, like design wise, and like the things I really like, I think Espionos the most, which is a shame. Because his armor is by far the worst. So I was going to say, his, he is probably the worst armor out of every single monster in the entire game. Yeah, I hate I don't think armor. there's a monster in the entire... I will wear probably anything else before I wear... His armor is that bad looking. Yeah, I don't I don't like his armor at all. Uh, it has a cool skill, though. Foray is really cool. And yeah, I mean, I really like Espinos as well. I My favorite monster in this game is really close between Gormagala and Malzeno. Mm-hmm. Now... I think cinematically, Gormagala takes it. Like, that fight is so fun. When he turns the whole fucking world purple, he's been doing that since 3DS, which now that I think about how crazy that was back in the day, like on 3DS, he was turning the world fucking dark. And Mm. you visually saw that happening. Like, he would do it in a gigantic open field. There was that one map, it was the main map, kind of like the Shrine Ruins is like what I would consider the main map of Rise. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would do this move in the main map of For You, and just you would just see all of that darkness coming out, and the, it would remain dark while you fought him until you broke his horns, and he would do that crazy, dramatic ass backflip he does, and he, come, <laughs> and he when he comes out of when he comes out of his well, he's so dramatic, he's like Batman. But uh, it's so Miles Zeno is number one for me though because I guess part of it is I've never seen this monster before. This is a new monster, right? He I, I've already fought Gore. I know everything about Gore. I know Shagaru and everything. And they're pretty much the same as they were in For You with just graphical increases. Like, they just look better. But they fight the same. They have all the same attacks. Like, all of that blast when he shoots and, like, pow, pow, pow. He does all of that. All of his moves are the same. Even the one where he lifts up and slams on the ground real hard. Literally, I was trying to see if he had a new move. He might have one, but honestly, it's the same exact monster. And that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm very glad that he's in the game. Cinematically, he looks cool. But Miles Zeno... The teleporting is too much for me. Like, I can't get over the fact that when I first fought that thing and he went enraged. First of all, the way he goes enraged looks cool as shit, too. He kind of stands on his hind legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lifts his wings up like a bat, like a vampire. And he just, like, yells really loud. It makes your hunters bow to him. And then he immediately, you hear that fucking sound of the teleport, like, boom. (laughs) (laughs) He just flashed up to wherever you are. And does one of like six attacks. I love it. I love his his moves so much. And I always say this in every monster in the game that comes out, every new one, the newest monsters have the like when it comes to attacks and how they're designed, they're always so much better than like let's say Rathalos. Rathalos has had the same attacks for so long. He's had the kick, yeah, yeah. the fireball, the run, the tail whip, uh, and those were his attacks. I think I just named literally all of them. And then it gave him like the new Field of Fire Dracarys thing now. I don't, I love it. I think that's this is the first time he ever did that. That attack is Wait, crazy. Which one? Dracarys, the one where he like flies past and shoots fire. Oh yeah, that moves cool. I really like I don't know if this I'm it's probably an old mood, but I love when he f- goes up in the air and he shoots fire down at the ground at for a second and then boom and so like that's, throws it. I that, love that move. That is new to Rise, but that was in Rise. Uh but yes, that move is really sick. The move where he breathes the fire on the ground and makes a laser out of it and flings yeah. it at you. That move is I very that move. that move is very sick. And when I first saw that shit in Rise, I was like, yo. Uh, but yes, Miles Enos, you could tell his design with all his moves. First of all, I feel like he has more moves than most monsters. That's that's the first thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like again, yeah. I, I named That's what always happens with like, for example, Magnamalo. Magnamalo is 
my favorite rise monster yeah, yes. cover monster but he's just like fucking cool the amount of shit that he does like he feels like he has more moves than he does. Tiger X. He blatantly, you know I mean? like, ti- yeah, Diablos, think about Diablos, for example. How many things does Diablos actually do? <laughs> yeah, he like, he like spins, he slams his head into the ground, and he runs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he just, you just designed Diablos. You literally just, you're on a dev team. You're on a fucking dev team. He, you named I all try. of his moves. <laughs> named all of his moves. You don't have to name all his moves like that. But I, yes. You know, I mean, uh, that's what I do. Yeah, but yeah, so so Magnum Milo is insane because he has like twenty attacks, and Malzano has, I think, also legit upwards of twenty different attacks. Like sometimes when I fight him, he does a move that I'm like, I forgot he does that. There's this move that he does where he kind of curls his body up, and you hear the sound of something coming that you know that sound he makes, and mm-hmm. he does. It's like a tail whip, but it swings around the entire stage, like his tail. Literally 360s. He kind of swings it completely yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know what the, I was like. What the fuck is that? When when did he start doing? I completely forgot that was a move. I've seen it before, but I just forgot that he could do that. So yeah, he has a lot of cool attacks. A lot of cool attacks. I like Malzano a lot. I like all all the three lords. Right now, my armor is, and I I actually am super hyped for it. It makes me hype. But my armor that I'm wearing is like of the three lords. I'm wearing Malzano's chest and waist. I have Garen Golm's arms, I have Lunagaran's head, and I'm also using Garen Golm's weapon, and then I have, like, the hunter's legs. Yeah, because that was um, ridiculous. But, uh, it's cool, because it's like, my hunter's wearing, like, the armor of all three of the lords, and yes. it's actually a really good set. Like, I'm sure by end-end game, it's, like, uh, you know, it won't be, like, it'll have to be replaced, but legit what it is now is really fucking good. Yeah, I again, I think in G rank because of how many skills we can fit on our armor, uh, you know, you can get away with making armor sets that are like comfortable for you, and they actually are efficient at the same time. Before you would sacrifice for that stuff. I don't think yeah. you're sacrificing anymore because so Malzino's armor has two levels of part breaker and three blood right. We're just wearing those two pieces. Yeah, those two pieces and three slots. blood right, two part breaker slots. Attack boost and crit boost. So like that is efficient. Period. Like well, that not is just, crit boost, wex. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you meant. But that is efficient by itself. Like that. You're not. You know. You're not sacrificing anything by playing that. It's hey, actually. No, it's actually genuinely good. And you're and not then, playing like, it because it's metal. You're playing because it it's cool as shit. I'm playing it because it's cool. As I'll play as soon it as I read what it did, I was like, oh my god, that's cool. I have to make it. And then like, and then I got into the idea of like, oh, I think it'd be really cool to wear like the armor of all three lords. Yeah. And so like. Garen Golm's arms are super. I play greatsword. It has two levels of focus and two level two slots. It's like, well, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, crazy. So Garen Golm's arms, and I think I think it's two level two slots and maybe a level one slot. Um, yeah, yeah, because he's all about slots. His weapons have a ton. Yeah, he's got a lot of slots, and then like Luna Garen's head. So it's really cool. Um, that's I something was, I really like is right. that I do think even if it's not all the way on par with the meta, I think you can very comfortably and easily very competitive sets that are going to be fine-tuned to a thing. Like, I've, since the game came out, have wanted to make a Hellfire set. Like, a Hel- Magnamalo Hellfire. Yeah. Like I've, but, like, there was no way to really make that work in Base Rise. Like, yeah. it kind of just sucked. But I hope I can, you know, do that now without sacrificing too much. Yeah, because you'll have so many more slots now, I'm assuming, on his armor and stuff. Like, I haven't really looked into it too much. But the other thing I was going to say is that the single best armor, the single best armor in the entire game is Malzano's. Like, if someone said to you, you can only wear this armor, 
You can only wear one armor in the entire game. Like the, you have to put in all five pieces of it though. It's, it's he has the best armor in the game as far as just wearing all of it. Like if you just put on all of the pieces, it has doesn't it, it has part breaker, uh blood right, I think attack boost seven. Like I don't think it's attack boost seven. I think it's attack boost four or five. Okay, it's something crazy though. But it's still like, good. He like yeah. he still has slots, so I'm gonna I wanna check. I'm gonna <laughs> switch right now. Cause I, I don't remember the skills, but I wanna like quote exactly what it has because i remember looking at his armor is simply amazing and i was like this is like it's kind of like uh it's kind of like vile strikes where it was basically the best armor in all of rise it's just the best armor it's if you had to wear one armor it's just that so it has three weakness exploit three wide bug whisperer three blood right two part breaker four attack boost three blight resistance so off the bat you can never be blighted. You have four attack boosts, which is crazy. You only need to put one part breaker in there. You have three part level level three part breaker, which is really, really good. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, the helmet has two level two slots. The chest has a level two and a level one slot. The arms have a level four slot. The waist has two level one slots. And then the legs have a level four and two level one slots. So it has a ton of slots and it already just comes with these crazy ass skills. It's very, very good. Something I really like about um sunbreak is that i feel as though a lot of the sets the full like full set instead of going mixed set although they aren't super optimal because obviously like mixing and matching the perfect thing is optimal i feel as though if you want to wear full sets you can really do it in a strong way for example malzena as you just said his set as itself is really good and it's got the slots to like fit in the rest that you need and you can just be like okay i'm playing full malzena but yes. like we talked about this off stream of Rathalos's armor. Like Rathalos's full armor, like you can wear Rathalos's full set. You'll have three part breaker, seven attack boost. That's the one that has seven attack boost. Yeah, seven attack boost, three part breaker. You'll have windproof. You'll have, I think, three or four levels of earplugs. Five levels um, of earplugs. <laughs> five levels. You get five levels of earplugs. Like, so you're not getting so here's the thing that's interesting. Earplugs is like a skill that you rarely can fit in because like it's kind of hard to fit it in. Yeah. But if you have five levels of earplugs, you don't get stopped. Like the monster never stops you, yeah. so that increases your DPS because you're not, you don't ever stop moving. Yeah. So like no maybe you miss out on full crit boost or something. But he even has crit boost in his armor too. But like, yeah, like maybe you miss out on where did he get that from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he got that from. My point is, is maybe you'll miss out on some offensive skill. Maybe you won't have a hundred percent crit rate. But like. You'll be ha- you'll have more uptime on your damage because you yeah. have like earplugs and windproof and all this other shit, and you've got room to like make that full set work. This armor is actually crazy. Vital's armor is very good. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's very good. Uh, yeah. So there's there's like full armor sets that you can wear for people who are old school monster hunter people that like to wear the full armor set to get the skills. That's pretty much what you had to do. I mean, you could always do mix sets, of course, but. In the old, old days, people just wore an entire monster set. And people kind of identified with, like, oh, I just, I use Azure Rathalos. That's what I wear. Like his, you yeah, know, I yeah, just wear yeah. his armor. So that's like kind of what people used to do back in the day. But now, and I even, my friend Dennis, who plays now, you know, he's, Rise is, he hasn't played Monster in a very long time. He used to play as a kid, but now he got back into Rise. So we've been playing the last month to catch him up for Sunbreak. And I had to kind of get him out of the mindset of, I want to make this armor. And I'll say, what do you mean you want to make the armor? Like, you only need to make the parts that are good. You don't have to make the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before, skills didn't even activate until you wore the entire armor. 
Yeah, yeah. So like his mindset was, oh, if I want these skills, I have to wear all of it. And he didn't realize that if you just wear the arms, you actually get those two crit eye. Like yep. those arms give you those two crit eye. You don't have to wear five pieces to get the crit eye to activate. That's how it used to be. Uh, much better system since World. World just changed the game. It just changed the game. So Yeah, I think like the old system, I, like for example in GU, and even then I think GU is probably the most updated version of that system. Yeah. Like it's still a cool system, but I do think World and Rise's system is so much, it's just, it just feels better. It just, yeah. it, it just is a system. Because it sucks like in GU, for example, you wear an armor piece that has attack boost on it, but it actually just doesn't. It doesn't have attack boost until you wear like some other armor set to give it enough attack boost to yeah, have attack boost. It has to get to level tens like, in the skill points. This was a whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, it made it made it very it uh what it did was it kind of stymied creativity. And uh, and what they did was they unlocked creativity by making it where you could just wear five different armor pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which is a lot of fun. One of the things that I kinda wish, this is from World. World still has the best armor system. So World is the same armor system as Rise with just one added thing. And the added thing is set bonuses. That shit is crack. So if you just wore two pieces of Lunastra, you guarantee your, your stamina was just, your stamina bar was doubled. So at the start of every hunt, because this is, this is relevant for people who use the bow, right? I was a bow user as part of my run in World and Iceborne. You just started off with this super long ass across the screen bar of stamina. If you wore any two pieces of Lunastra, that's what it did. Any two. Yeah. If you wore three pieces of Teostra, you got Teostra's Blessing. And in that game, it was Master's Touch. So literally, if you do a crit, you do not lose sharpness on a crit 100% of the time, which was the entire, like, that was just broken. So everyone just wore three pieces of Teostra. And I really, really like that. They kind of are trying to do something similar with the whole, like, oh, if you wear these two pieces of Malzeno, you get his blood right thing. But it's not quite the same because in world, almost ev- actually pretty much every monster had a uh, like a, a set bonus. Every monster had yeah, a set yeah, bonus, yeah. except Devil Joe for some reason. But everything else had a set bonus. And some of them were crack. And some of them were things that the meta people wouldn't use. But people who like utility or like defensiveness, uh, they, would, they, had, they, had, so much, they had so much to play with. They had so much oh. to play with. Something I like is that it seems like in su- every monster added in Sunbreak seems to have that system. You know what I mean? Like yes, you're you are correct. It's just it's just like the old monsters that don't that were in Rise, unfortunately. But like some of them still like uh, Magnamalo does, for example. Yeah. But most of the monsters in Rise don't really have that system, but it seems like almost every Sunbreak monster does have some like all of the Sunbreak monsters and Espionage yeah. and. Yep, they all have. Grade, it's pretty cool. They all have is somewhat the same, but again, it's not quite because they're tied to specific armor pieces, and they weren't. Oh yeah, yeah. You're saying it was just like so. You literally, wear any it, piece of it, it literally would say when you equip Lunasha stuff, it said if you wear two pieces of this, you get Lunasha's blessing. Lunasha's blessing effect, double stamina. Your stamina. Maybe this is their way of like giving you that, but like nerfing it. They were like, oh, that was yeah. too good. We gotta but, force it. Use these arms. And, and and that's my and that's where my gripe comes in. It's like I don't mind you nerfing it, but didn't give it to every monster. Like have every monster with like a kind of unique skill. Dude, because I would love that. Like, all if, the old monsters got kind of like dicked. Like we're talking about the new ones, and they all have these amazing foray is completely yeah. new, right? Like blood right is completely new, and I love Dude, these skills. Luna Garen. For anybody that doesn't know, we talked about this multiple times. When we talked about monster on our Sunbreak. The theme of the three lords is like Halloween. 
Uh, Garen Golem's like Frankenstein, Luna Garen's a werewolf, and Malzeno's Dracula, a vampire. Luna Garen's a werewolf. So as, you, as you know, werewolves transform between two forms, human and wolf. Uh, Luna Garen's like a wolf, and he transforms, and he's on four legs, and he transforms to like this super ice wolf that stands on his hind legs. Yeah. So his whole thing is like switching between these two things, and he's a werewolf. Anyway, his like set bonus uh, is all about you like utilize the skill swap system where you switch your skills, and if you like perfectly time it, it like gives you these, uh, you know, these different buffs and shit. I don't, it's just cool is that the redirection very, thing? Yeah, redirection. Okay. That's Luna Garen's like set bonus. Yeah, so to speak. yeah. yeah uh, it's, really it's very cool. thematic. I think it's just, like shit like that's really cool. Like Seragios is thematic. Like I like the. The thematic set bonus kind of thing. Same. And and yeah, so I, I enjoyed that too. And I just wish that if even if they nerfed it, just give it to every monster still though. Like make every monster have this unique thing that if you wear yeah. these parts of this monster, because what was broken about world was I'm saying that if you just wore any two pieces of Lunastra, you got that ability. So obviously you're gonna wear the most efficient pieces, right? You're gonna wear the pieces yeah, yeah, that yeah. have weakness exploit and attack boost and shit like that. Now she doesn't actually have that, but like that's for example. You would just wear those pieces and say fuck the rest. And uh, if they want to nerf that, then sure, put it on specific pieces. And then that also makes it where it will conflict with other monsters' set bonuses too. Like yeah. you can't get blood blood rights not on a decoration, as far as I know. So like you can only get blood right through wearing those two Malzino parts. And if you wanted to also get like foray, let's say foray came on the same two piece, you can you couldn't get both because they know that yeah. that's too that's too much. Like that's yeah, just too yeah. much to have both. So it, it is a way to balance it, but I just wish that more monsters had them, I guess is what I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it'd be cool, man. Like, even, like, I love giving shit like that even to the shitty monsters. Like, I think it'd be cool if, if there was, like, three pieces of Great Zuchi that if you wore it, you just got, like, fucking, I don't know, 100% affinity. Not 100% affinity. Yeah, like, something, but, that would be cool, though. Something to do with affinity. Like, some unique yeah. skill for affinity. Maybe even... <laughs> Yeah, I was just—I'm not even gonna say what I was. Gonna say. Yeah, but yeah, some some or unique. No, 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 no. What were you gonna say? I want to know. <laughs> I was gonna say master's touch <laughs> built into it. Where like With the, it, that'd be cool. No, or maybe because as far as I know, because the Zushi has like a bladed tail and everything. It so does. this could be cool. Maybe when you crit, you like add a bleed effect to the monster. Because I don't think that monsters be, can be afflicted with bleed. They right? can. That would be cool though. So, like, three pieces of Great Azuchi make it so that, like, when you crit a monster, you add, like, you give them a bleed effect for some point. That is time. that is also how the game got broken, Monster Hunter 3, though. That <laughs> the fucking slime mechanic that was completely new to one monster, basically, except Kelby. It was Kelby and Brachydose. And, uh, yeah, one monster could do this thing, inflict slime, and it was outrageous. And I noted it would happen again if they, like, if Azuchi had that, we would all be wearing Azuchi because they would just somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way the devs would fuck up the math. The math would just not be mathing. <laughs> the math would just not be mathing. And you'd be doing entirely, entirely too much. That'd be great. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It would be, uh, it would be insane. All right. So let's do, uh, the Patreon shout outs and then we can, get, we can wrap this one up. We're approaching a two hour mark. We also have a listener letter. So let's, let's do the Patreon shout outs first. And then we'll do the listener letter, and then we could be done. And uh, yeah, we will go back to playing some Monster Hunter. We'll, we'll probably talk because I haven't even beaten the story yet, so I haven't seen the final boss. So I'm just, you know, fair warning. I'm going to talk about this game again. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. Also, so what we have coming up, obviously, Stranger Things just ended. It's only two episodes. We're going to talk about that. We're going to have Anthony Simpson on for that. He asked to come back for it since he was on for part one. Uh, he actually reached out to us and was like, "Hey, when are you recording the next part?" So. 
Uh, we will be doing that soon as well. I think Kenny still has to see the two episodes. And then we have all the stuff that we said we were going to do beforehand. So we said like My Hero Academia and Hunter Hunter and there's a ton of anime stuff I want to talk about too. And then Bleach is coming back. Uh, so there's, a, there's still a lot to discuss. But before we go, I want to give a shout out to the people on our Patreon who have been supporting us. Uh, we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Silver Chronic, Tyree Tinsley, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Giovanni Avalos, Alex Flamer, Ari Reynolds, CJ, WKDAT1, Dennis Milburn, Joseph Marcello, Red Vines, First to Home, Dallas Fernares, S. Akuba, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitris Firdis, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, KJ, Biz, Roz Weiss, and Scott Polera. Thank you guys so much for supporting I'm Their Podcast. As I always say, we really appreciate it and it goes a long way. Uh, the exclusive episode for the month of June uh, was posted last week, so check that out. It's only exclusive to our people on Patreon. Uh, so if you're interested in that type of thing, or if you're interested in joining the I'm There Podcast Discord, uh, please just check out the Patreon. You can get access to it at the lowest tier, which is only three bucks, and you get permanent access to it. We don't police it or anything like that. So even if you just subscribe for one month, and then you decide, you know, I don't, I don't want to stay subscribed. You know, we're in a, a period of inflation and. The economy's bad. I need my $3. Then absolutely you can get into the discord and then you can cancel it. It's fine. Um, but yes, so check that out and check out our YouTube page as well, uh, where I stream monster hunter pretty frequently. I'll probably be streaming a little bit tonight, just doing, uh, the follow request. I've been kind of going through that. I really, really love that. Something we didn't even talk about at all in this entire podcast. So there's a lot of shit to cover. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that, uh, in one of our coming up podcasts too, but Oh uh, yeah, thank you guys to our patrons. Now, we have a listener letter from Austin uh, about the Nintendo Direct episode, which is one of our more recent ones. He says, So Monkey Island was the game that really stood out to me from this. I played it growing up back when the game was on floppy disks, which is insane. Mm-hmm. It's an old LucasArts point-and-click adventure game long before EA got involved with them. The story is about a guy who decides to set out to become a pirate. Okay, well, we resonate with that over at the Imer Podcast. He's told to complete these trials before he'll be recognized as a pirate. However, a ghost pirate starts interfering and a whole bunch of stuff happens. The game is also super meta with fourth wall breaks, Easter eggs, and etc. I would say it's as much a kid's game as the cartoons we watch and still watch growing up. Also, the soundtrack is actually pretty fire. So I feel like I remember seeing this game, like just the, the graphic of it, Monkey Island, but I've never played it for sure. Yeah, I've played it. Um, I never owned it, but I played it at like a friend's house when I was little. Cause like I remember I had friends that had those kind of games. I remember they also had like I forget what they were called, but they were like these games were to be like third grade adventure, and it was like a game supposed to be for like if you're in third grade, but it would be like this adventure game, but also like ask you questions and shit to teach your kids or whatever. Yeah. But those games were actually, from what I remember, surprisingly kind of fun. But uh, anyway, I, I remember playing like those kind of computer games at like my friend's house that would have them. Um, but yeah, I don't remember too much about them cause I never owned them myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from that Nintendo direct, Kenny and I we're heavy on RPGs. So that was like the main thing for us, but there was stuff that I said, I know that there are communities out there and people who really love a lot of this other content and yeah, that's, it's good for them. Like great, great for everybody who enjoys all the things that Nintendo has to offer, which is one of the things I really love about them is they're all over the place when it comes to their audiences. Like there's so many people, yeah. there's the, the heavy Pokemon audience, right? There's a ton of those people who love Pokemon. And then you have the heavy monster Hunter people. And you know, now that's the, the main monster Hunter game is on switch. 
And you got all the different like Hollow Knight and stuff like that. Those kind of games. There was like a newer Hollow Knight looking game coming out. It's not literally Hollow Knight, but it looked very similar to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's just something. And there's everybody. like the core games, right? Like there's the core Mario or Zelda or like Smash. Always. Yeah. What do they call those when it's like a title exclusive to that system? First party. First party games. Yep. Nintendo has the most and best first party games, pretty much. So, um, yeah, you still won't be playing Smash Bros on PC without doing something extra. Mm, All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our first podcast. Wait, this is so random. I'm sorry. I got to say one thing. So what's happening? This is related to Monster Hunter. The other day before Monster Hunter Sunbreak came out, I was like, you know, uh, basically after work, the people I work with asked me to like come out, like come out to drink with them. Right. And I was like, oh, no, like I can't. I got to go home. Like there's, you know, somebody like people are waiting for me at the house. Like. I made it sound like I, got, I had to go home and do some shit, <clears throat> which isn't true. I just wanted to play Monster Hunter. So I I told the one girl I work with that I have to be up really early to go hunting. And she was like, <laughs> oh, what are you? She was like, oh, what are you? What are you hunting? I was, like, I'm gonna hunt a, I was like, I'm going to hunt a Lagiacris. And she was like, what's that? I was like, it's like a, kind of an alligator. Uh, <laughs> and I'm talking about Lagiacris, which if you don't know, it's a Monster Hunter from Monster Hunter 3. Is a monster from Monster Hunter 3, which is what Fraser saying that reminded me of that. But I was telling her that, like, I have to be up early to go hunt Lagaya Chris. Well, you were saying it like it was normal. But I was saying it as if, like, I was actually hunting, like, like it was a real animal. Yeah, so, like, it's just something anyway. that exists and that she should know about. And the fact that she doesn't know makes her stupid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one million percent. That's exactly what I was doing. You don't know where Lagaya Chris is? Seriously? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going out. I was like, they only come out, like, before the sun comes out and I was I was <laughs> oh like explaining God. to her. I'm I was done. like I was all explaining right. to her like all this that's not real. I was just making As shit I up. I always say guys do the things that make you happy. <laughs> like hunting the guy Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, have a good one.